0: This episode is my drunken interview with Crazy Ivan. It is a fun and progressively less sober interview as we go along. Crazy Ivan is a tugboat worker and an old shipmate. In addition to his patented method of sailing under bridges at high tide that he technically should not be able to clear, we also talk about pranks, boat handling, sea stowing, rough seas, dive bars, dungeon Dragons, life as a liveaboard at anchor, Shanghai barmaids, and much more. Tongues loosen up towards the end, so expect some swearing from some silly, stereotypical sailors.
1: And <laughs> <right>, cheers, cheers. <laughs> welcome,
0: Johan. Oh, thank you, Crazy Ivan. All right, welcome, folks. Welcome to another episode of Nautical Knowledge and Nonsense. I am here with. Crazy Ivan in the flesh <laughs> yeah. having a, a wonderful beer hanging out with an old shipmate uh, well so Ivan to begin
1: what got you in what got you into boats mm you know I was out of work at the time from a transmission shop and heard of a uh, position open for a deckhand on the Portland spirit where I started up as a deckhand made engineer in a couple weeks and Mason Marsh, Captain Mason Marsh, turned me on to Tall Ships. She came right. in about a year into my career.
0: Now, what kind of boat is the Portland Spirit?
1: She's a dinner ship. Oh, a what? A dinner ship.
0: A, a dinner ship, like? Yeah. Um,
1: three decks, three bars, three stages. Oh, cool. Um, out of Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Cool boat.
0: Yeah, yeah, sounds awesome. All right. And then they, and then that captain told you about tall ships.
1: Yes. Uh, I went through multiple captains there. And um, the lady came in, parked in front of us one day, and I was very interested. And he's like, I used to captain that boat. And that was pretty much all it took. <laughs> I went so. down, and I remember a funny part. Um, I was down there, and um, Captain Larry, how oh, was his name? anyhow I was down there I was grinding on the chieftain at the time and he recognized me just by my work he's like I know that guy and he came aboard Larry Martin was his name and then it was all kind of downhill after that all right excellent (laughs) I was hooked
2: (laughs)
0: cool yeah I'm trying to remember where where we met Uh, I was going over my old journals and stuff and um, I forget exactly when it was but um but I do recall, I had completely forgotten this story, but you and Dobbs, the cook on Chieftain, you guys played a prank on us. Oh, Dobbs. And there, there's like, the thing about Talsh there, there's like kind of a prank tradition. And, and, and I get it. It's a good, yeah. good tradition. It keeps people awake yes. at night and gets us, you know. Keeps I us learned a new word
1: that day. It was called contrite. <laughs> Be contrite. <laughs> so because we got busted
0: <laughs> on this prank
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so tell us about the prank if, or what you remember because it involved popcorn and it pissed There's off a our lot cook of something up
1: fears a lot of popcorn you guys had just clean your decks <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> of course and I knew we were going to do it again and Dobbs and I had figured we we're going to play a prank on them and cover your deck with popcorn <laughs> right before Reveille so that when the sun comes up it'll be blotted out by seagulls <laughs> and Dobbs is not a very fast moving fella <laughs> and he got busted coming over the last minute one of the shipmates poked her head out and spotted him
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we tried hunting, hiding under the boarding ladder That didn't work out <laughs> so we got back and we were busted and yeah then we had to go back and apologize to the entire crew I think that was Which my Which is where I learned the word contrite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going over it. And I, I believe, yeah, you apologized to our crew, and it was the funniest thing. Because, like, so, you got to understand, folks, I'm sitting here in front of Crazy Ivan. So, picture, like, this big, you know, burly, tattooed, beard bearded sailor guy. And uh, Dobbs, as well, is a, a big person. And, and uh, oh, <laughs> you yes. guys... You guys were uh, were there, and it was, it was hilarious, because it was like seeing two school kids that uh. were in front of the principal, and just like, oh, you know, in trouble. <laughs> and, and then I, I think it must have been my idea, where it's like, okay, now we need to go over to the chieftain, uh,
1: for more positive, and, yeah.
0: and do, and I got you guys, and you guys totally went along with it, which was great. Um, we Me and, I believe, Corey, so Corey, Corey was the cook, and she was the one upset, I believe it was the two of us that sang... My Little Buttercup, and you guys I, had to do a dance to yes, that we did. from uh, Three Amigos. <laughs> and we did. And it was great. It bonded both crews. I don't think
1: either of us saw Three Amigos, but, <laughs> but we did it. We were contrite. Yes.
0: No, you guys did. Uh, it, it worked. In the end, your prank actually worked. It was it pretty damn the crew. funny. It bonded the crew. It, it was, was pretty it was damn good. funny. <laughs> remember it bonded that. both crews. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Hey, two ships, one crew.
0: There we go. That's the goal.
1: They the to us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time we were, I was on, we were in San Pedro. I'll never forget it. it was it, I was on Lady. And, I uh, uh, was on Lady. No, 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 no. I was on Chieftain. I was on the wine Chieftain. And it was five in the morning and I had to go to the bathroom real bad. And like, Chieftain, for whatever reason, I must have been, I must have been the maid or something because I was, I, I was in the Folk's It's like, it's just quicker to go to the dock there's nobody there there's no lights nobody's right. gonna see you and it was just quicker than going down the steps and, and trying to use the bathroom there so I, I really had to go so i just raced off the boat and went and had this heroic pee i mean it was it was austin powers you know times <laughs> two it was just epic and i remember thinking too like man man i wish i kind of wish somebody else was here that was just like witness this i'm chasing it, the seals it's a lot. <laughs> so amazing this 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 pee and, and then I turned around and there was, there was a young woman there in a harness and she, she was from our boat. And I was like, oh, she's kind of, you know, kind of squatting down next to the ship on the dock. And I was like, what's going on? And I'm, I'm waking up. I'm still like, like passed out. I'm like, oh, well, ah, I don't want to, you know, maybe she's going through a personal thing or something. So I don't want to ask her about anything. I don't wanna, I'll just ignore it. Well, unbeknownst to me, the entire crew of the Lady Washington was up on our course yard. On the chief, dude, looking down and just like, oh, like trying not to laugh <laughs> this whole time. And, and the next morning, I, I look over at Lady, I'm like, oh, wow, wow, when did they get a main, like they got a main top? Or, or no, it was a main, they say the Crojack, their main yard, instead of a Crojack, it's like, they got like a main course. How did they, that's amazing, that's <laughs> awesome. And then I was like, wait a second. Wait, Uh-oh. like did, all of a sudden everything clicked, you know, I look up and our course is gone. <laughs> Freaking, yeah, our, our, our course our is gone. That's epic pranking. Yeah. Well, and it was good because their whole point was you got, you know, like the, the row bands, you know, the, the attached, you know the, basically the, the twine that attaches the sail to the yard uh-huh. was looking bad it was looking ratty and one of their sailors had joined us for a sail and I'm like yeah this, they're not doing a good job keeping that up so they got rid of it and it was like yeah that's a solid prank alright that was good so yeah it, oh. some
1: pranking should be live and well in all the yeah. mayor industries all yeah. the way across <laughs> it's, it's, it's just good fun
0: yeah it was pretty good pretty awesome so what was your what was it like when you first hopped on ships. I mean, did you know what to expect? Did you, what, what, what were your experiences like?
1: Oh gosh, it was, well, my first experience on the boat, uh, I met the lady in Portland, Oregon and um, she, she did not have enough drug tested crew aboard to leave. Okay. <laughs> so I explained to my company, hey, I'm going to do a little volunteering here. I need a little time off, which they were gracious enough to give me the time off. To be an able body on board that was drug tested and could go because they're just short crew and i think i made the run to astoria i think is where i stepped off and that was my first run
0: and uh, sorry uh, from from where
1: to from, from portland to astoria
0: okay okay so on the river about
1: 114 miles inland yeah
0: nice all right very cool
1: and then you you were saying that you you bounced between
0: the two boats over what like four years like like a good amount of time,
1: uh, almost more than fifteen years I think. Wow! Just back and forth in between all the other boats. Okay, when did you start? We, what year? Uh, must have been about two thousand.
0: Wow. Okay. So we because I started end of two thousand five. Yeah, so so we must have just missed each other a few times here and there I would, I would think because I
1: didn't yeah, So I'd uh, bounce on do a run but I had a regular job okay So I get a couple weeks off and I'd, I'd jump onto that boat and do a couple weeks and just back and forth and yeah in between the boats and if the boats were in the same harbor I'd work them both I'm like okay this guy wherever they needed me that's where I was at that's cool and you were engineer mostly? mostly and gunner uh, you were saying how you're I, I was gunner <laughs> yeah yep it's... Gunner, I don't know if any of our old crewmates listen, but um, if you heard Iron Maiden down the forecastle, I'm loading powder. <laughs> that was it. I just crank up the Iron Maiden. That was the warning. There was powder below decks. It's <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we must have just missed each other a few times then, because I don't think I met you formally until I was captain on Lady. Which was a, a few years in I'm pretty sure. That I only
2: remember you as captain.
0: Okay, yeah. And that would have been 2014, uh, I think. Yeah, I, mean, 13, I think, think it was 14. I think 14 was when I started. 15, for sure. But, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I remember... Um, so, <laughs> so, I'm trying to remember the exact the exact timeline. We were going into Blaine... So going into Blaine, I remember the, the, the captain that you guys had on Chieftain was having a real hard time of it. And uh, Yeah,
1: I and met a couple of those. I actually brought one on that had a hard time with it. Oh, okay. The chieftain and her steering's very awkward with this, the wheel behind you. You know what? And and I remember He dang near put us aground once. Oh jeez. But uh, he didn't. That was fine. Weren't <laughs> you
0: trying to show me how to walk the boat sideways using the propellers and the rudder switch up but then it ended up not working just the way that the the chieftain's set up with the rudder
1: the chieftain's very weird it, it's weird yeah it's it just doesn't weird. work yeah um i actually she, didn't know you what you we were tr-
0: trying to do until i started doing the whale watching boats you that's crab how you and yeah and if,
1: if you dog. get if you get some good <laughs> if you get the right motors, she'll crab yeah but the chieftain was kind of a, a freak of a boat <laughs> to <say the> least. <laughs> she, she had her own you, you could get her to crab but not very well yeah Chieftain, and, Chieftain
0: was, for folks that don't know, she was built by this eccentric millionaire. She has a tri-keel. So like three keels. She was designed to be beached on the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, it had a had a big cargo hold that was actually originally designed to hold cargo. And and they wanted to do old-fashioned like cargo hauls. Uh, just very funny little
1: boat. In short, she was a smuggler.
0: She Yeah, she was just this weird little <laughs> smuggly boat. That's, that's a good way to describe her. Yeah but a uh, wonderful character oh man and that aft cabin and that, that table and those windows and oh, so much fun beautiful. been there god gorgeous it was the pride of the fleet I mean for sure that, nice. that aft cabin was just yeah. so much love on that boat but I, know, um, I miss her I do too I do. well she's getting fixed
1: up that's good
0: yeah I got to it's, see her a wreck a wreck in Portland and then or no no in Astoria excuse me I was in Astoria when I saw her last and now she's in Port Towns yeah she's up, up on the hard yep yeah. So hopefully they're doing a good job. I'll definitely want to visit before uh, before she heads off to Hawaii. But yeah, so so actually, so I remember you yeah trying to show me how to walk, and then it just wasn't working out. But uh, but yeah, so this captain was having trouble. Fast forward, I think I think it was fast forward. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the timeline. <laughs> me but we were, too. <laughs> we were in Blaine, and um, and Blaine is a tricky tricky entrance. Uh, essentially, you have this channel, and then you have coming from north to south so if you're you're coming from the the sound and and the San Juans um, you have this channel going north to south and then you have to make an over 90 degree turn so so there's a very narrow narrow entrance to the harbor and and you have to make this over 90 degree turn or if you turn around come from the south to the north you you just kind of angle in but uh, but it's a tricky turn to say the least and there's a, a ripping current that can go through there potentially and and then oh, yeah. you're all of a sudden in this tiny little entrance, and then you're you're in the harbor, uh, all very tight. But yeah, my first time going in, uh, oh boy, I've I've been told I've been given poor advice. It was it was like oh yeah, just put, put your nose in the current and you know just really gun it and go really fast, and that was the the probably the worst advice I could have <laughs> given, um, at least for the circumstances I had, because we probably had about three and a half knot current coming. It was headed it was a southbound current. And so I, I rounded up, you know, kind of rounded up the nose into it and headed in. And so obviously you got to be going over four knots at least to, to yeah. steerage. So I'm going in, plowing in at like probably four and a half, maybe even five knots, make the turn in. And I had to be perfect. And it got, I got very, very close to that edge. Um, I think it would have been catastrophic damage. It probably would have ripped off the, the, the channel and done, mm. you know, put us out of commission for a long time had I um, had I hit the side. I came very close. Within probably within certainly within feet if not inches.
1: Fenders ready.
0: Oh man, it was well it that. There was nothing could have would have solved that. I mean it was it was a foolish decision. Uh, especially in hindsight. I, mean, I remember the mate turning and just looking at me wide eyed. It, it was it was Jim. It was the second time he'd done that because the first time was my my very first time as captain. But uh, making a turn in Anticordis. But yeah, so Jim just looks at me, and, and I'm like, Jim, do I want to know how close we just got to hitting that side? He's like, No, nope. you don't. <laughs> and, but we made it. And, and and the only reason I'm telling this story, it's not well, it's mostly just to let people know all I had to do was wait. If I had waited an hour and a half, that current would have died down. I could have just gone in with a not not half current. It would have been much safer, much easier much better I had no passengers on board I had no reason to be going at the speed I was going in that was a that was a poor advice it was a poor decision
1: yeah sometimes but, you get those and you're committed
0: yeah. oh no fair oh, enough and, and turning yeah. out
1: turning out could be more worse
0: yeah but you don't want I mean if you can avoid if if conditions oh. are going to get better
1: a good flyby is awesome wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good flyby you know you should never be too proud to try and make the first docking your only one well, well, I mean,
0: sure, but, but if it's safe, obviously. If, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that was, that was pretty rough. So after, after that, I went through and made sure we never, you know, I set up all the sails so that it would correspond to the current. So it was never above a knot and a half, which, which is easier. But anyway, the captain that you had on Chieftain, unfortunately, he did hit the side. Yeah. and blew up one of the guns was sticking out and the gun carriage apparently well you tell me I remember being told it just exploded and there was a massive dent and, and you know almost like a gaping wound in the side of the boat from where that yeah well, any little bump is hid. a gaping wound but, uh, <laughs> we're sailors you know. we exaggerate
1: yeah we had, we had the snout of a three pounder sticking out there and caught the snout and just wound her up sideways in the, in the gunwale <laughs> through the gun port <laughs> And that took a little while to fix.
0: Yeah. But and the gun, the carriage was a complete loss,
1: right? It did not The explode. carriage was a gunner. Yeah. The gun was, was okay? It was sacrificial. The gun we assumed was okay, but we never fired solid through it, so... Yeah. Um, made for shooting blanks, so okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it ever got mic'd out or specked, but it looked like it was all right. All right, so the boat took most of the... The carriage and the, the boat, boat took the, the boat brunt. took the
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge I mean I remember it was a big indentation and it had opened up the hull a little bit. Like I remember you could you could kind of peer into it the
1: split it a little bit. The
0: hull, yeah, a yeah. tiny bit. So from the the steel. Yeah, pretty
1: cool. Uh, on any end that could happen to anybody. I and mean, that's just It's a tricky, just a tricky spot. It's true. You gotta get in there, flip yourself around, get your nose up in it and yeah. not hit anything and
0: the part of well but part of the reason why this story is, is important is because it did make the captain a little bit gun shy and so I remember it he had did. you doing some of the battle sails I, I
1: landed the boat after that Yeah, and he, he, he got off the helm I'm like alright you need to be a good lookout and tell me where I need to be and I'll, I'll drive
0: Yep. So you were driving and we were doing battle sails, and I will never forget doing battle sails against Crazy Ivan. Uh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> think
1: get some weird tactics on that one.
0: Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> so, so the battle sails for folks who don't know, basically, the wine Chieftain Lady Washington, these Grays Har- Harbor boats owned by uh, Grays Harbor Historical Seaport, we would go out and with passengers and we would go out, kill the engines, and set sail. So, we were doing actual sail maneuvers basically dogfighting under sail. You know, we like to say, and I do believe it's true, like we would do more tacks than most boats do in a week and some transiting boats do in like a month. Absolutely. Right? Like we were just constantly, bang, Absolutely. tack,
1: tack, ship, ship, tack. Keep the other guy confused.
0: Yeah, it was just, it was nonstop. And uh, square riggers are, are more intense to tack than uh, schooners. So, you know, it's a workout. It's a freaking workout. A lot of fun. Yeah. Especially as captain. I, I loved... I love dog the fighting the playing around and looking at the wind and just trying to get it just right. But uh, but against crazy Ivan here, I remember mm. a couple things. One was <laughs> on the radio, you'd, you'd be like, you know, we'd be talking to each other and you would be like, okay, Johan. And he'd go, ch, and you make the ch noise ch- and then the radio make the <laughs> ch noise. And I was like, wait, did I, what? Did I just, <laughs> I was like, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> And then I finally figured out you were making that. Ch- I was like, "Call, dang it!" And so, I, so I started doing that too. And then one time, I do remember you were like, "Hey, Johan, you should come get me over here." You know, and so I'm looking and like I'm looking at you. You had gone in the shoals. So Chieftain only drew like five and a half, six feet. <laughs> Lady draws, I forget how much. It was like eleven oh, yeah. feet. It was like significantly more. Now, like, no, <laughs> like, are like, you you want me to run aground? Like. That it's you just want to play around in the shoals and just be like, I can't catch you there. It was dirty. It was a dirty trick, sir. So I, there, I, I have it on record. I that remember
1: was... a couple good dirty tricks I pulled on to you. I'll tell. I remember uh, Chieftain once, you are on our tail. And you were starting to swing around the broadside come right up our tail. And I, I went upwind, you went downwind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I backed all of our sails started backing up. <laughs> and sailing her backwards on you. <laughs> I think you had to get on your engines to avoid hitting us because we were putting them right in your bow. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We try to avoid that. That's
1: sure. that's actually the nautical term. A crazy Ivan is a nautical term. You know that,
0: <laughs> right? Is you it know, from the the Russian? A, yeah, the Russian
1: sub turned every you just cut power and turn sideways and listen behind them because the submarine can't hear behind them. Oh man! So, yeah, I pulled a crazy Ivan on you a couple of times. And,
0: not appreciated,
1: <laughs> but that was when <laughs> I had the time. My neophyte captain let me do that kind of stuff. Oh jeez,
0: definitely some crazy sail <laughs> sales. That was fun. Yeah, and I don't know the other stuff. I remember um, yeah, we had we had good crews. Like on Lady, we had um, uh, so we we have fun. Like off hours, it was it was good times. We had lots of good times. But uh, but I do remember I had a Dungeons and Dragons game going. Yeah, so I was the DM. Yeah, and I can't remember if you requested to play or what happened, but you came over and you had the, you had this brilliant character. It was it was. Do you recall? I did. It was Appleton.
1: Appleton, yes. <laughs> you, named after my drink.
0: Okay,
2: <laughs> so you came
0: over healthily buzzed, yeah. and I'm being polite, sir. I am. Uh, and you played Appleton the gnome. Yep. Fr- what was your class? I can't remember. A thief. A thief. A Gnomish thief named Appleton with rosewood armor so this big burly guy playing this gnome and it was the funniest thing because we had the first adventure that I remember you had we're like we're we're going after you know there's these cultists we're investigating it and you're, you're pretty hammered at this point, if right. I recall. I'm and, digging deep here,
1: remembering this. And all the
0: players, all the other players are just like, oh, Ivan, like, what are you doing? Like, they just didn't want to... Because you're just like, oh, let's go. Let's just go explore, guys. Follow me. And they're like, no. All the players are like, no, we're not following Ivan. I,
1: I was in character. Yeah. So,
0: oh, you did. You just went up and you did your thing. And then they ended up going in and attacking. They're having, like, this seance kind of thing, trying to summon this ice demon. And it was really cool. You know, good visuals. Like this, It was at night. You know, these. these uh, I, had, I think I had my brothers. my brother makes miniature sets uh, Dungeons Dragons miniature sets yeah. so he had like standing stones and, and we had all these minis that were really cool and uh, by cool I mean nerdy but now that's cool so therefore right. it's cool it, 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 so definitions change I guess anyway the point is you went in and they, they, they summon this ice demon and you go in to kill like one of the head bad guys and you had like this little hand crossbow thing right. and you yeah, go yeah. down and you roll a one Which is like instant miss. That's on a 20-sided die, bam, you're going to miss. And so my house rules were roll the die again. See how badly you miss. You rolled a second one. Right, you literally rolled a second one, so that's a one in four hundred chance, <laughs> and you <laughs> somehow did it. And so, I'm, I'm, I'm in my well, imagination, I'm trying to out, like, wow, what does that even look like? And so I'm mm-hmm. just like, so basically, your crossbow functions, and then you flip it around to look at it, and boom, it goes off like right in your face, right through it, full damage, three times mm. damage. You're just like, trying mm. to pull out this bolt, <laughs> you know, and and you're very upset by this, like actually upset, and so. So then they summon this ice demon and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go, I've, I've charm. I've, I've charm ability. I'm just going to go charm the ice demon. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, and this is the end of Ivan's character. I said, hey, here you go. <laughs> roll, roll the dice. See how you do. You rolled a 20. 20, you rolled a 20. So at that point I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm like, what are you going to say to this ice demon? Do you remember this? I do. What did you I say? Do. Like you just <laughs> I don't remember that particular what I said. But you started. I don't. I, I remember, remember. <laughs> you. You started. Freaking. I was around. You, I know we were. You had a therapy a session. You started having a therapy session with this ice demon, where you're just. It was all about you. You're just like. You know what? I don't know why they wouldn't follow me, and like nobody wants to be my friend. And then I got shot in the face and stuff. And so I'm. I'm trying to imagine. I'm a 1,500-year-old demon from another plane of existence. And, like, in my whole existence, I've never even (laughs) contemplated anything like this happening. So, you didn't charm the demon, I said, but the demon was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, like Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Like, what is going on? It just was like, you know, like, in shock until somebody hit it. And then it went after that thing. So, yeah, that was, that was, uh, and then, and then I remember the next adventure... Yeah, you, oh, we, it was. And there um, was the next adventure. Oh, of course there was. It was great. But you were like, you, you know, you went into this fest hall, and I, I was very thankful you went to the fest hall because I had a big plan for you if you did. There, there was multiple places the characters could go, and you, you just happened to decide to go to the fest hall with, the other char- you know, with a few other characters, and then they went to various other places. But this fest hall, it's like you, you walked into the door, and there's like hundreds of people there selling you know, beers, flying songs, you know, music, the whole thing, and then just dead silence when they see your character and it's like yeah, and it's like a, it's kind of like a rough and tumble sort of like macho you know like, like tough guys and gals there and you're like walking through and they're like is it him? no no it can't be yes it's him no he'd be taller It's like no it's the demon whisper the demon whisper oh you know this goes throughout the crowd and then you get up to the bar you can tell by the bolt <laughs> hanging out of his face <laughs> and these big tough guys are like looking over at you I'm describing this and, and you're like oh I'll get, I'll ask for a drink, and the bartender's just like shaking. Like here you go, anything you want. You demon whisper, and you like look over at these tough guys. They like, look away, and they're really scared. And oh, it was so much fun. We had a lot of that fun. Was a good time. Playing I remember
1: drinking. that. I was. Uh, oh,
0: that's what I. Oh, I almost forgot. Oh no. Was the inn? So there was there were there was I did like this who done it kind of thing at the inn where we had to figure out who the bad guys were, who the good guys were. Everybody had a story, and one of the tables at the inn were these gnomes. And so you went up to talk to the gnomes and I started and you just, honestly, sir, you did very good role playing. I didn't know you had this in you, <laughs> but I started, you know, introducing the gnomes and like, oh, hello, I'm, I'm Toodles. And they have like these funny names and they're speaking very fast like this and kind of, you know, and, 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 and you just rolled with it. And you started speaking fast back to me. You're like, Oh, we're well, very good to meet you. Oh, excellent. Where are you from? Oh, no, <laughs> we had this whole back yeah. and forth. It was so funny. Yeah, yeah. It worked out really well.
1: That was a good time. So I remember that. Yeah. I remember the D&D night. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun.
0: Uh, do you remember any crazy nights we had on the boat?
1: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that we can a talk few. about. That we can <laughs> talk about. It's I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Nope,
0: nope. We do not get anybody in trouble. I just... I
1: don't know. I'm trying to remember some of the parties we No, were. most of the nights were pretty darn reasonable. Yeah, I didn't know every dive bar up and down the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a story for each of them, I'm sure.
2: <laughs>
1: and I'm still allowed in most of them.
0: Well, that's good. What were some of the... you ever get in, in any tough times at a bar or anything like that? Or you guys got... I don't know. Like, like, any good stories there?
1: No, no, no. Sacramento, we had lots of warnings and stuff. But that was never really... Never really became an issue. We all behaved. Okay. Being dry on the boat for a while was kind of weird. <laughs> we get to the shore and then we go have a good time. Yeah. I know I some great bars but I don't incriminate bartenders let us smoke in there or you know <laughs> we were a crew it was fun
0: I remember Shiny had a dream which yeah. I thought was great and definitely pre-COVID it'd be perfect but uh, he wanted to make like a tall ship sailor's guide to dive bars you ah, have like a West Coast version, yes. you know, New England version, South like
1: so that could really help on that one. Because there you I, go, I know
0: yeah, there you go, you know,
1: because that was my form of entertainment. We got an important, It's <laughs> like let's go to the local bar. <laughs> yeah, which one? The closest one. <laughs> uh, pushing, shoving up to the dock. <laughs> Do you like, have a we'll favorite?
0: Did you have one that stands out where you're just like, God, oh, if I could go right now, I'd, I'd be there.
1: Um, for, for me,
0: I remember Godmothers.
1: Gosh, I remember the poorhouse in Aberdeen.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was a good one. Yep, just across the street from the seaport. Yeah, I don't think they're a thing anymore. Really? Oh, a lot well, a lot of stuff has suffered, obviously. Yeah. Pandemic and all.
1: Yeah, Westport had a good one.
0: Yeah. I remember Godmother's mm-hmm. where... And, and it's not a dive bar anymore, but it used to be. It just had that that kind of dank, like skis yeah. bric-a-brac and they had they had I a painting. For, uh, I
1: forget the name of the one on uh, uh, Jack London Square
0: oh that's Heinold's first and last right. yeah that's still cricket. that's still happening that's that one still, still okay. happened good thank god good. yeah they have, they have bric-a-brac for over 100 years they were always years. good for us oh
1: they were so good yeah good for us. Westport was always good to us yeah Long Walk <laughs> <laughs> it's the only bar <laughs>
0: Yeah, Westport was... That was fun. I do, I do remember going to a bar at Westport where... Because we, we were hanging out with some of the...
1: Oh, God. I, I used um, to with
0: some of the local gals.
1: Uh, Newport.
0: Oh, Newport. The
1: Rogue. The
0: Rogue <laughs> Brewery. Yeah, with, with uh, my, my very good friend, Kellen. Were you, were you there for that <laughs> one we stole their barmaid and took her to San Francisco? I was I was the blame for that. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I, I was... Um, yeah. Yeah. I was upset at, at uh, another another person who was uh, not not flirting back with me anymore. And I was like, don't, 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 I'm not going to let this ruin my night. And then there was this wonderful yeah, wow. bartender. I remember her. Yeah. Oh, she was wild. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And she just she just was like, she was one of just your classic rough and tumble bartenders. I
1: think we tried to do it the year after too, but the girl was like middle of her SATs. So we mm. couldn't really
0: Oh no, she's there you know, responsible member of society. But, but, uh, <laughs> but, man, yeah, that was great. And so, Oops. so I, you know, effectively Shanghai, because she's like, oh, you got work off tomorrow and the day after. I'm like, why don't you uh, take you Thursday go off? <laughs> Come to San Francisco with us. And she's like, let me talk to my boss. Like oh my gosh, this person's awesome. Nice. <laughs> and so nice. so we did. So she did. So the boss actually came down the next day. Obviously, Rogue, yeah. Obviously checking out the boat and like, what, what? Like, are you getting in a dangerous situation? Oh, no. And and kind of briefly met us and he's like, okay, these guys are cool. Yeah,
1: fun. No, I remember he brought us condoms. <laughs> oh my lord! I don't remember that. <laughs>
0: I don't remember that at all. Yeah, that was the thing. But yeah, <laughs> but she came and thank. God, what a wonderful transit. I mean, we basically we left. Isn't nice we left the break we, we went out the
1: channel there i think i was sailing with um how was the captain at the time i forget i know he spent time in the bounty he's recently passed good guy we made that sail and we made one tack and came into yeah. san francisco harbor
0: oh that was it no we we, we set sail just um, outside the Jim, breakwater james
1: oh my brain my brain is racked now
0: oh no i didn't know he died um, and I'm blanking on the name as well I remember I mean I remember almost everybody else on the ship I, we had Mike Mike was the engineer I think on that one I could be wrong I, I
1: think we left that one and made, we, we sailed out almost 200 miles out and then made one tack
0: no no not that time
1: sailed back into the tack I don't think we were 200 yeah. out no 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 not that time maybe it's possible I
0: can't remember now I thought we I thought we hugged the coast, but honestly, a lot of the transits they do blend. Oh, what I do remember distinctly was we did not touch those engines until we were basically anchoring. I mean, we, we were in San Francisco Bay when we sh- turned on those engines to assist with anchoring. That was it.
1: Yeah, they do blend. I made that run into into there. I've sailed into it was the, a downwind run. I I've, remember. That. I've sailed into the San Francisco Bay. Yeah, maybe maybe a dozen times. I don't. I don't and I've never been over that bridge it's <laughs> <laughs>
0: bridge you gotta do that put it on the box.
1: I, I, you know, I guess so it's yeah. really not so exciting because no, that
0: yeah. one we did a downwind run we set all the squares and the stunsels I mean we, we were like full on yeah and I remember because uh, I, I remember it did have
1: stunsels up
0: yeah, and so it was it now we'd run? So we can't but have been I don't think we're on the same boat. We can't have been out too far. Are you sure you weren't on Lady? Was that when you guys split? I
1: might have been on Lady. The on The main that top? It might have been the one when I did the double, but no, when we split the main top, you the, said the weather the, came in rough. You said around we we had, you Del Rey, right? We, we had good rough. Yeah, I think it was Del Rey. Yeah, but, okay, maybe it wasn't that But, one but I then. know, we, we said once. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Two old Buzz shipmates trying to figure out a story. I, mean, if I, if I
1: could pick out his name, and he's showing me celestial navigation and stuff. He was really.
0: Okay. Well, if it comes back to you. I know. You know? But yeah, regardless, we definitely Shanghai. Was... Definitely Shanghai the road. We did take their bartender. <laughs> we took their bartender. She was awesome. She took us out to Rogue Brewery when we got to San Francisco. So the part you may
1: not know about oh. <laughs> on that trip is we actually delivered said bartender to another Rogue bar. Well, no, I was there. Yeah. Right. Were you there when they took the monkey head? What?
0: <laughs> 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 What'd you do? <laughs>
1: Apparently they had this monkey head that they've been stealing from bar to bar for their Christmas parties. Oh, that's funny. And they had it sitting up by the bar and I jumped over the bar and took the monkey head. Oh, that's funny. And I wound up flying out and the airport had broken monkey head. You know what, Ivan?
0: I was not captain at this time. So we've definitely met. Well, you're definitely that. not responsible. Yeah, you're we identified. definitely met prior to me being captain then if you were on that transit. Oh, it's funny how the memories just...
1: You're on a different boat, I think
0: no I was on Chieftain 100% I remember it
1: yeah maybe we're talking about different transits did she do more than one transit I've done lots of transits well maybe 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 10
0: maybe she did a different transit then I was there for the first time it was definitely the first time she had done that transit and and subsequent years so her grandpa maybe we
1: stole more than one barmaid
2: uh, (laughs) maybe
0: that's the start that's probably it there we go (laughs) it's like oh it's a tradition (laughs) we'll just take one of your barmaids yeah, I, did. I know
1: we tried again once out of uh, Astoria from their road marine. that didn't work out.
0: All right, well, definitely a hundred percent. I was not captain, a hundred percent. I remember that. I remember we did a downwind run. I remember there was a couple times where one of the, one of the guys who's now a captain. So I will name him by name. I'll I'll do it when I interview him someday. But he got us. Um, he would go more than ninety degrees off course and get the sails back, which at that point you're like, they're awesome. All, they're squares. It's like you're sweet. Screwed. Like, oh, dang it! So I had to wake the engineer a few times. Finally, I'm just like, you're, you're done. You can't. You can't steer anybody. No, I can do this, yo. Like, you can do it in daytime. It's okay. It's okay. We're just we're not doing it, you know. Because yeah. I was trying to get him to steer by the stars, and he has a great excuse. We'll, we'll cover it in an interview. point. I've time. had a
1: lot of, a lot of. Yeah. I've been there many times. <laughs> yeah, so long I, I. I so can't I. steer the compass for so long either. Well, like I would. Pick, I would just stare at the compass. Pick a star. Exactly. You, you exactly. stare at it, and you let that sucker fall off about two feet off your mast.
2: Yep.
1: And then you pick your next star yeah. <laughs> about two feet on the other side of your mast. Yeah. And you follow that line, and it'll line up your mast two feet yep. after, and then your watch is over. Yep. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they go that way. There you
0: go, folks. That's all
1: you gotta do to serve if you got stars, you can run, see your run, that clock, run that clock do
0: backwards it. and it's romantic and efficient. You don't get much better than that. <laughs>
1: and, and yeah, try to go back and forth and follow that compass. I used to keep a magnet in my pocket, I was an engineer. Oh, I had one in my coffee cup too. Brutal. That was always kind of fun.
0: Yeah, I'll miss the compass
1: real night. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't see the motion, but I'm waving my arm out towards the compass. It'd swing 50 degrees. Oh, They'd I'm, start swinging the wheel.
0: I, I remember one of, one of my first captains, and, and he he never he was a prankster. He never pranked me on, on that one. Uh, but he told me about that prank where, yeah, he'd like get, get somebody where they were just really like,
2: oh, I'm going to steer
0: straight it. and just All like, you know, white knuckled on, on that wheel. The they're degree. on it. You know, finally they get it down. They're like, yes. And then and then he come out with a magnet in his pocket and, come, and he's like, circle. You're off course. He's like, No, no, but 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 he was like, No, nope, you're off course. That's it. Nope. You know, they go away and they come you know, just like just totally messing with the poor person. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my coffee cup was not allowed on the deck.
0: Oh, oh that's a coffee mugs. That's one of my I got days. some
1: great ones because I, I made I made my own engineer's mug and it had magnets on the side. Mm-hmm. So when I'm down the engineer, we just stick it here, stick it there, there. And there are some pictures, if you look through them, of us sailing out there doing a cannon battle with my coffee cup stuck on the side of the boarding ramp. (laughs) Right there. Oh my gosh. (laughs)
0: That's funny.
1: Nobody ever noticed that but me. I'm like, oh, look, there's my (laughs) coffee cup. (laughs)
0: Why? Well, oh, jeez! I had, had say. I, I mean, for, so first of all, I don't, I don't drink coffee because the smell just—I don't know what it is. It's like I think it's just childhood trauma. It's because you're a freak. Oh, that too.
2: <laughs>
0: but, 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 no. I think it's my, my dad would drink coffee when I was a kid, and so my association with it is waking up early in the morning, which I didn't want to do. You know, you know, driving with him to his work. He's got that. Co- you know, it's back when you had the styrofoam cups on the dash. It's just like worst smell ever. I'm just like oh, bad association. And then he he kicked his coffee habit. So you're irritable when you're doing that. So just everything about coffee was negative. And, oh, no. and for so it's just me. I totally get it. People love coffee. I understand they love the smell. For me, I have a bad association. Yeah. The so, coffee
1: bean is my birthstone.
0: Well, there you go. Everybody, yeah. But so these so coffee drinkers like you know, they need it. Number one, they love the smell. It's great. I understand that yeah. in theory. <laughs>
1: (laughs) What I don't understand... Coffee coffee drinkers, you need me to drink it. What I don't (laughs) understand
0: is why coffee drinkers, for some reason, it's them, only them, that leave their mugs like quarter full. Like they'll drink it and then they're done with it. And they'll leave their mugs out all over the place. I'm like, why? Like clean up your freaking mugs. And they're like, but the coffee's cold. I was like, then you know what you do? You pour it out and rinse out your mug. Try it. So I had to start on my mugs because one time, you know, you have your own personal mug on the ship. And, and they're usually named. Like, usually have your frickin' name on it. And so I found coffee grinds. And, like, somebody used my mug for coffee. And that was the last straw. Like, oh. that's it. So I, I wash it out. And that I've done this me. ever since. I put, Johann's mug, he doesn't wash it. <laughs> I've never had anybody use it for coffee <laughs> since.
1: I've had plenty of captains that says, don't ever wash my mug.
0: <laughs>
1: it yep. not It's coffee. Just leave it. <laughs>
0: We, we had one sailor who... Um,
1: I, would, I would not be surprised if the chieftain does not have a, a, one of my coffee mugs stuck to it somewhere <laughs> right now. Because you just stick it to anywhere. like There's <laughs> my coffee. And you'd walk away. But boarding was always the worst. It'd be boarding. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, passengers coming on. you know, Watch your step. You know, running, jumping, or diving.
0: Mind the But my coffee <laughs> mug would be right there. Well, we had one sailor, a uh, whaler who is a funny human, funny guy, very, very good shipmate. But man, he he would leave his mug out all the time. And I, I was the mate. And I'm just like, Where like and finally at one point I said, Are you defying me? Are, are you doing this out of defiance? He's like, oh no, 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 no. You would know.
2: You would know
0: if I was defying you so you would I know feel like like, if I was challenged. doing Yeah, he's like, if I was doing it on mm-hmm. purpose, you would know. And so so he wraps up his contract and he's sitting there and and he he says farewell. You know, gets off the boat, and and I'm like, oh, bye, whaler, give him a hug, you know. And there's kind of like this, there's this smirk. There's like this sense of something has happened, but I can't figure it out. And so he leaves, you know. And I go, and we I forget what we do, but we go to to board passengers. I think we get him on board, and we're getting the ramp taken down. I'm helping the ramp down, and I look, he had hung his mug from the freaking chain plates, <laughs> and I was like. Son of so <laughs> I was like, oh, you got yeah. me, you got me, you totally got me, like. <laughs> yep,
1: yeah. Well, that's the good camaraderie, but the same way. No, it is,
0: and, and honestly, like,
1: I kind of bring it back to Dobbs today. Oh yeah. heck yeah! We got grounded from Otter Pops. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about that. Uh, yes, yes, we would prank each other with the Otter Pops. You would what? we'd prank each other with the Otter Pops alright this was just it with you Dobbs and I at the time but you'd always find one in your pillow or at the bottom of your sleeping bag just God. <laughs> frozen Otter Pop got him once I taped one like at a 45 degree angle on the microwave door mhm so that then I opened it so that when he opened it it just kind of was like otter pop.
0: <laughs> otter pop to the yeah. face. Yeah, we,
1: we were tucking them in people's pants. <laughs> and eventually, yeah, we got grounded from Otter Pops too. <laughs> And popcorn. So I need to get a hold care. of Dubs. Yeah. <laughs> I miss that guy now. <laughs> all right. So
0: grounding's like a like a recurring theme. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got He's just like that twelve-year-old kid that was always like, mm-hmm, yeah. "Go make some trouble, have fun." Yeah, yeah. We always got in trouble. But. Well, he was very nice. He, he actually
0: he, he paid me a nice compliment, which was uh, yeah. And, and he, had, he had good advice
1: too. I, I remember he was a good guy, but yeah, yeah. he had a fun side too. There, there was a fun was side. A there was an interesting
0: side. Yeah, there was some drama too. We're not going to get into any of that. But but it was you know there always is on boats. I mean that's the reality of it.
1: Man, you live that close to anybody? There's drama
0: it's crazy I, I told my you get to
1: know everybody
0: so fast oh and it's wild like, like like I've been doing you know whale watching tours and and you could see where I mean I because I, I describe it to them like oh you know the people haven't been on tall ships I'm, one, one person had been but the others had not I'm like imagine you're on this boat 24 7 with all, all of the your time. shipmates at the same time and there's like oh all my day. goodness Oh wow. cuz you, know, you, could feel, you can feel, you can see where there's little bits of friction, but it's like you're you're only working, you know, 8-12 hours a day. I mean, they're pretty long days on whale watching boats, but it's like you're working maybe 12 hours a day and it's like you can handle that, you know. And you get a break or you get a different captain, a different
1: person and but, it's always varying, it's always changing, yeah. but it's always but when the you're same living, environment.
0: Yeah. yeah, you hear the people, you hear how they snore, how they sleep, how they what they do, you know, at,
1: I've been there before. It's it's wild. I got two good stories for that one. Let's hear <laughs> <laughs> One time I came back from the bar.
2: <laughs>
1: it's kind of funny. Uh, Captain Gempler had hmm? set me up with uh, some movies. I watched Sex Drive, and I'm sitting in my rack, and I get a fair buzz, and it's like two o'clock in the morning. We're going to all get up early at six. I'm sorry, what? What was it mean? Uh, sex Drive.
2: <laughs> awesome.
1: I know. It sounds like porn. It's not. It's not?
0: Oh, yeah, okay. It's really not.
1: I but won't edit that out, then. <laughs> It's it's a really great movie that nobody's ever seen. One of my favorite comedies ever.
0: It sounds like a documentary, but all right.
1: The whole time I'm in my rack and I'm trying not to laugh and wake up the crew, but I can't. It's just it's too damn funny. And the crew finds this too compelling. Mm-hmm. They're like, what the what the frick's going on up there? <laughs> So we, nobody, we are
0: uh, allowed to swear in this podcast I've just been holding okay. back because of uh, <laughs> yeah, I company was, I
2: swear on my side it's fine <laughs> it was fun yeah, so uh, we, we can talk about anything I don't by care. the end of
1: the movie four of my crew were squished in my tiny little <laughs> rack watching <laughs> this funny movie on my fucking on my uh, laptop that is velcroed to the top of my rack at two in the morning <laughs> at two in the morning holy crap because it was so freaking funny greatest movie ever I recommend it 100%. Sex You've Drive. All right. Sex Drive. It sounds way worse than this, but... There we go. Best movie ever made.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by Sex Drive. We are not paid for it. no okay. no, not, not fully <laughs> condoning it, but I'm
1: fully condoning it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one.
0: All right. What was the other time?
1: I remember one time we were in rough seas. Hmm. I don't know if you ever met um, Tiny. Of course I met Tiny. I can feel I, his gravitational pull from here. He was jumping from the deck... Into the upper rack
2: <laughs>
1: as, 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 the, as the boat would dive. Uh, it, just unbelievable. Trying to get a of sleep in there was amazing. Up in the forecastle of Washington in rough seas. Yeah, because you're like double gravity, double gravity, and then all of a sudden, no gravity. So you gravity sheets and you float. You get a second, and you're like, okay, double yeah. gravity, double gravity. No gravity. Yeah,
0: late watched his forecastle on rough, rough seas, pounding into it. It was called the anti-gravity chamber. Was the yeah, name. Well, it's not really
1: anti-gravity. It's <laughs> you get lots of gravity sometimes. You get double gravity <laughs> and then no gravity. But watching tiny jump from the lower rack on one side and fly <laughs> across and and actually make the other side. Oh my gosh! We're talking three hundred pounder maybe at the time. I don't know. Tiny, he's a big kid. Tiny. He's was, a big kid. He's
0: over. He's over. He's, over, he's around six three, six four. You I don't want has. to
1: see this guy fly. Yeah, I'm like no well over three hundred pounds.
0: Uh, extremely. I mean, he broad shoulder though. Like he has that genetic thing where you're just you're just a large human. It's it's not. I mean, he he his shoulders were so broad on the Hawaiian chieftain he could not fit through uh, broadside to it. No, he, he had to go it sideways. He had to go sideways through the watertight door. They didn't tiny for no reason at all. Yeah, his shoulders could literally not fit through that watertight door. And, I mean, it's just insane if you think about it. So, it was hilarious. And very boisterous, very athletic person. Like, he's he very spry for his size. Able to climb anything on the boat. Extremely nice. Heart of gold. Love that. Love him to death. But, man, he could not fit through a watertight door broadside. broadside However, too.
1: he could fly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never saw that. That's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Great Holy singer God. too. Gosh, he could sing in a great shanty. Yeah, we had so many fun shanty nights. Yeah, he was very I remember good. that old school crew, and it's like it's kind of what I go back to in my head. I haven't been on the boats for a while, but man, good people, good times. Yeah, I mean, really the and Sarah, and oh, I me, mean, so many. The Good Gimplers. I, I got
0: one of my old shipmates, uh, Paul Boyer, who I'll interview someday for sure. Yeah. He he always described. So the, they had the Gimpler family on board. It was it was like Maya Gimpler, Maya. His, his brother yeah. Maddie. Uh, they had the little Gimpler who's huge, <laughs> and right. then and then they had the dad, and he calculated it out. He said we had a half a ton of Gimpler. On the ship, there yeah. was there was literally a half a ton of the of the Gimpler family. One of my fondest memories oh, yeah. down the folks of
1: Washington, and we set up a snare. <laughs> what a snare to catch Maddie Gimpler coming down <laughs> down down the you know the ladder. So as soon as he got halfway through the snare, we like whoosh, we just pinned him to the ladder, and we all got our Nerf darts and just kind nerfing him. And he's like, ah, snare, snare. <laughs> cast me oh. off he said were
0: so funny it was so great
2: yeah Good i remember
0: maddie was he was had a hide-and-go-seek game with with his girlfriend at the time in the folks hall. and i swear to god we couldn't find him i to this day i literally <laughs> i literally do not know where he hid we we opened every door every cabinet every building <laughs> like he literally he disappeared i'm like what the heck i to this day i have no idea where he was hiding I, I just kind of oh, assumed he,
1: he knew that boat
0: I don't know it was wild yeah it was it was great
1: I remember what for C and Maddie Glimpler I think it was mate at the time would go through like a you know orangutan with autism and just start <laughs> throwing books on anything he could throw on the floor just rolled through that boat I was like if it was not secured it was on the floor Matty made sure of that that's
0: one way to see stuff
1: <laughs> like just turned him loose that's like go crazy. ahead and wreck everything you can He's like you guys all stowed yep okay <laughs> go Matt <laughs> right. I recall one time out uh, the back of uh, Juan de Fuca we were way inland too but um, cruising there and Somehow, we dropped a five-gallon bucket of honey on the galley floor of the Washington. <laughs> Underway, with passengers.
0: What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare. And I was there, I believe it was a girl named Katrina. Her and I were cleaning up the galley with none other than simple green, which is worthless, on honey. Mm-hmm. and we're trying to secure everything at the same time and I don't know if you've ever been through that little potato patch back in San Juan there's a spot where you just get rough and tumble okay and we are sliding from one end of the galley I think it was December I was just playing on the radio because I I can hear it in my head and we're like trying to secure everything on the counters we're trying to wipe up the floor as we slide back and I remember once she went ass over tea kettle
2: backwards and somehow I managed to
1: take my hand and just right down her pants and oh, catch her before she caught the floor <laughs> and slide <laughs> it across and set her down it was like it was a beautiful artwork of chaos <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was a it was a I like think somebody stuck their head down. I was like what the hell's going down here I was like get out <laughs> oh,
0: whoa. dude that that reminds me of the most random story and I'm gonna tell it just because I don't want to forget I, like like on the Tolly I remember the Tolly Moor had a blue like, like blue, uh, sole, which, which is the floor uh, for the galley and for the eating area. And so imagine like this bright blue, sky blue sole, and then a sh- I think it was sugar, a sugar container had fallen, and Tolly's pretty big, so they had like, like uh, cafeteria-sized stuff, so it's a pretty big sugar container, and it was rolling and it was rolling with the swells, these kind of gradual swells, and it made the most beautiful, I took a picture of it. It made this beautiful pattern. And it was like no, no artist in the world could do what Mother Nature just did for me. Like it was beautiful. Awesome. It was absolutely incredible. So I took a picture of it, um, really beautiful pattern, but I just remember being mesmerized watching this thing create art. On the galley floor, yeah. <laughs> this sugar, this inanimate object, making something better than oh, than yeah. any you know, it's, you know, modern
1: artist. No, can I do. think Kat and I were down that thing, just laughing. Oh, it was yeah. out of control. Everything was just getting thrown everywhere. Well, that's what you guys do, right? I mean, in we those were situations. way deep. I think we're just, I think we're coming out of Friday Harbor, and I, we're way inland, wow. and it just got choppy and just started throwing the boat around. I think the passengers, everybody, nobody was really liking it. It was like... Is Chieftain? Or lady? No, this this was Lady. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, the
0: only that way that like would happen... What, the winds must have been very high with contrary current.
1: I, I I think it was a current issue going on. Yeah, nothing else would cause, cause that. It, there's just like one spot where just like, yeah. it just went ripple and we were broke. if, if you're at Friday and, Harbor,
0: you're too sheltered from the, the... There's no way sea swells are going to... You know, clock around. Yeah, nah. up, no. We were way
1: too far inland. Some some of the roughest seas I've ever seen. You know, I've never seen the boat toss that much, but we were way inland.
0: Well, honestly, I mean, this is a good lesson for anybody out there in the San Juans or any yeah. island system where if you got shallow water... And you get a, a contrary current with the wind, it can, you know, it can get pretty pretty oh, dicey. Throw
1: some tide in there. Yeah. Throw a few rags up. Oh, it's, it <laughs> happens dang. real fast. I mean, I just had,
0: a, yeah. I, I had an interview with the bar River. I think it's part know, of what river.
1: happened. It's like, we're just cruising from here to there. No, no need to secure that. No need to secure that. And, oh, wow, we got tossed.
0: Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. a good rule. Like, your boat should always be sea stone. You know, even, and, and it's true. Like, I remember, God, we would, we would get very complacent on the Sacramento River. Like, when you're on a river, it's easy to get complacent. Um, but inland, uh, yeah, it's it's not, you shouldn't get complacent. It's just, just make it happen. Make it a habit. Seesto every time. Right. Get and Maddie
1: I, Gimpler going yeah. there. We knocked knock on the floor, throw it on the floor. Yeah. Well, what
0: I started it's doing, I started it. doing, um, I, I introduced uh, Cisto checklists to the, the Lady Washington Wine Chieftain because they work so well on other ships I'm like we, we need to you know let's just have a set this, this gets sea stowed before we at least before we go out to sea right um, and I don't know I, I feel like the habits were getting pretty good people were latching you know, it's just a habit right you latch you latch the drawer every time just, just even it. if you're just leaving it just for two seconds you latch it finish, right? and you never forget after
1: I, I lived on a, on a boat I had a 60 foot scooter and I lived on a hook forever okay and it wouldn't matter because if if I thought everything was fine it would be comical cool for days yeah and then the tugboat would come rolling by and there you throw go. like a monster wave at me and then I'm picking stuff up yeah you know it's like yeah you gotta stow for sea.
2: For, <laughs> for sure
0: so what was your I don't know you got you got like your, you know, your favorite moment out at sea your most romantic moment your most where like this is what it's all about gosh kind of moment you got any moments like that or maybe the worst uh, moment where it's like, oh, dear God, why so are we many. out here? I have so
1: <laughs> many on both, both levels. <laughs> pick, um, pick your extreme. <laughs> one of my favorites. Me and Lady Crew at the time. I, I don't remember what year what transit.
0: Lady as in Lady
1: Washington yeah. or female? Okay, Lady oh, Washington. Lady Crew. Lady, Crews, Lady sure. Washington. They're all ladies. <laughs> um, I remember once being out at sea Dead calm. Just dead calm. i would never seen anything like it before. I mean, not not a wave, not a glisten on the water, no ripples, no moon. On the dark. Pacific Ocean? Out in the Pacific, yep. Wow. And we were casting shadows on the deck, around the tiller, with Venus light. Venus was the brightest light in the sky and actually casting a shadow on deck. It was awesome. Ah, That's one of the best times I remember. Just, we're all making shadow puppets in Venus life.
2: Venus.
1: Venus. That's it was the only one. The moon was gone. Everything was gone. It was so dark and so calm. But Venus was actually the brightest light in the sky and able to cast a shadow on deck. Incredible. <laughs> it was like... And we had fun with that. That oh, was cool. That's really cool. I have so many great stories, so many horrible stories, so many great and horrible stories. And I could tell you about Blackwater's cutting loose and
0: yeah, people want. That's what they want to hear. This is that's what this is about. You know, this is you know. We, maybe we can look up. Uh,
1: you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You never know what you're gonna get. Hmm? I had one, one experience. of seeing... I don't know if you call it a horrible experience or a good experience. I took off on a 24-foot tartan, a swing keel, and the keel got stuck up. And we were trying to make south, and the wind was coming dead out of the south. And we were motoring for about a day, coming out of coming out of, uh, Puget Sound. We were motoring for about a day before the motor gave up and I would with two adorable like 24 24 year old girls and they don't know what they're doing here we go we're doing the motor give up cool put up sail okay we cannot beat into the wind with no keel. we can't do it and yeah. Canada is sneaking up on us fast right <laughs> radios go down oh no electricity goes down okay we're down and so you're, you're 18th oh. century at this point yeah I we're, we're going to hit Canada hard <laughs> it, it's coming up and we got one little perb that my boss had given me like oh shit button mm-hmm. That that's all we got not like we could communicate or this or ever. he's like I just want to kind of track you you can hit your oh shit button we never hit that button turns out lift pump had gone out on diesel and a little tiny tiny diesel network. so I'm in there about a day into it and I wound up figuring a lift pump is broken it's not lifting fuel the high pressure pump. So I went and I took the kitchen galley sink apart in the seaway and I plumbed this thing in and for twenty four hours it did just crank that fucking thing.
2: <laughs> twenty
1: four oh. fucking hour I'm laying there in the build water. <laughs> These two adorable women are pumping the boat out with buckets. <laughs> and we were kind of aiming back into where we came from, which we never made it like more than 40 miles from where we started. Yeah. And I'm pumping this son bitch. And I'm pumping this. <laughs> And I'm just keeping it running, keeping it running, keeping it running. I'm just, just coated in diesel. So we pull up into a La Push. Finally get in there, tie the boat off, we're done. We survive. Get there. All the hotels are full. Twilight just happened. The movie. Oh. So all the <laughs> hotels are full. Turns out it's a dry fucking town. Oh, no. I'm like, get the fuck back in the boat. we <laughs> go <laughs> <laughs> Found some waitress lady. was kind of, give us some blankets. And then I quit selling that cold. Two, three. I need drink. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Four <laughs> days. It's been out there. Wow. Just trying to beat south. And we got all of the just... <laughs> just flailed around. And I had to take the fucking boat apart and put the kitchen sink to, to just <laughs> pump us back in. And wound up in back of a push. <laughs> like, dang it. <laughs> it's awesome. That's why heaven has a ladder, and... Hell has a highway.
0: Well, and, and you were saying you were describing how um, you were on Lady Washington heading northbound, right? Just out of Marina Del Rey when you split your topsail. Split no, I topsail? think we're
1: I think we heading south. You're heading southbound. We're in south. We're heading for... Out of,
0: out of Marina Del Rey, Southern California.
1: No, I oh. never did Southern California. Oh, okay. We we were up on the top side, heading down towards San Francisco. So, you, with Otis, was Otis the mate?
0: And, oh. and captain Jake was the captain
1: Jake that's his name I was trying to remember so you Jake. were there you were there on yes. the
0: main top split so it was that transit split. I was on Chieftain
1: right. I think so I remember hearing the radio chieftain call got Jake. towed in or something
0: no 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 not that time when you guys split your main topsail so you did go out you went out over 100 miles for yeah, sure. yeah we went way out yeah you were way out and you guys split your main topsail so you're southbound yeah yeah that was it. Yeah, and did you have, like, because Otis described it, there was, like, a Disney crew on board, like, filming recording
1: sound. Yes.
0: All right. We were
1: launching forks and stuff to kind of get those (laughs) sounds.
0: What? You were doing what?
1: Oh, wait. I don't know if I'm allowed to say
0: that. Never happened. Oh, launching as in, like, with your hands, launching, Not, not ever discharging a firearm or... No.
1: Yes. Got it. No three three pounders were used in the launching them. No no we were clearly outside of any kind of um, of uh, of (laughs) <laughs> uh, see, Territorial yeah. waters see, Yeah, yeah. We, for, we, were more for than, we, we were more than 11 miles out Yeah, oh, it's, yeah And we yeah. were in International yeah. waters And uh,
0: No Not technically But, but I mean, you were have close We so Some
1: close. stuff I that mean, Grace Harbor would Not really approve of yeah, However what century? what century They were I mean, kind of I mean. Getting paid to do that And so. really International And waters, it was done safely and continental shelf okay. it's,
0: it's, it's so sketchy honestly it, I don't like, it's it, all kind of know, the
1: captain of time and you, oh, 1700s I is anybody really Green clean the a lot of great
0: alright yeah. fair enough so, <laughs> so you're on board but pretty awesome <laughs> 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 launching forks um, okay so it was that. do you have any there. idea what
1: that sounds like live uh, was it in the movie hey, you have any idea what that sounds like live oh
0: live I have no idea I've never heard it Ever. And that's legit.
1: I've never Really? What's it uh, sound like? That's neat. What, I, I couldn't make that many noises with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so it was that transit. So that's funny because I remember in, in the interview with Otis, I think I said we went from Westport down to San Francisco. That wasn't true. It was Newport. Um, I had shanghai the bartenders from um, Rogue Brewery. And we did head south, <laughs> and um, and it was the radio call with Jake because that's one of my favorite tall ship memories of all time was him radioing, and um, you know you're talking back, you know telling us you guys are headed out to sail out to sea, you know drop. The, we did, drop we did wind. that in one tack. Sail off in the sunset. Did we yeah. made one tack? so You were on Lady for that one. I was and on Lady for that one. split, and you said there were sixteen years old, sixteen year old gals on board. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, like young well, women? We the
1: tricker Wow. And. Yeah, we got called deck. all hands on deck go for on main topsail.
0: yeah it's
1: cool. well obviously
0: if you have that much wind at least you're going downwind at that point but
1: i think it had blown and it kind of mellowed out but it did not sound I, like it, I, it sounded I, like it was i building. do remember at one point we were seeing 35 foot seas that were oh. amazing oh wow i mean you could actually see the sea roll up and almost hit the dink on the back it was, wow. it was, they were right there and you could feel the whole boat surge and surf. Jeez. Just, yeah. I mean, it was... That's wild. Biggest that, seas I've been in. That is wild. And then things were kind of, things got to the point where it was complacent. It had been that way for like eight hours. And you're like, okay, we might die, but I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to go to sleep and try and hold myself in my rack. And that's where you get the anti-gravity yeah. thing. And like, you don't need to get any real rest. And it's then you get the call. All hands on deck for a mainsail. Wow. Like, oh
0: fuck. Yeah. The the adaptability of humans to circumstances is astounding. Like, like I know exactly what you're talking uh, about. So much
1: that you can't judge other humans. Like I said, yeah. to my left, to my right, like a 2 two year old, I mean, little girls in their pajamas,
0: <laughs> in their pajamas up
1: there on the rig, <laughs> miles out at sea in a storm, and not complaining they're gonna take care of business that's awesome I mean that, that's what crew is man yeah that's what crew is Absolutely. you cannot judge a crew by the size of a guy or the might of a guy or, or the or or the smite of a woman it's like, <laughs> it is just the damp no it is they're, true and they need to get done that whole crew was up there and they got up there and they did it and we did it and we sailed in and then we released the sail
0: yeah. yeah it is funny how like like until stuff actually happens because I've seen you know large people who talk tough and you think they'd be like oh this person's really tough you know like big macho guys and they fail and I've seen 100 pound young women who just are rock stars that'll save your life I mean, you know it's I'm just not- like there's no yeah there's no judge I mean there's no point there's no point in judging somebody prior to them not being tested I'm not like, to everybody's different I mean, everybody reacts differently to stress and that you honestly know. It's different know stresses. I mean, how,
1: yeah. do you know? how do you know? How do you know? Who do you know? Whatever. Yeah, know. But you know what you do know? Sometimes you can trust in your fucking career. And it's a very important thing that I learned on Lady Washington can you trust yourself on a knot that you've tied?
0: Me personally, of course.
1: Right. Can you trust yourself on a knot that somebody else's side?
0: If I've trained them, yes. Or or okay. assess them. That's
1: yes. that's a hard question to ask. And a hard way to be. And if it's a sixteen year old girl in her pajamas in a rolling sea, nah, you might die.
0: Well, hopefully got trained. train or, them well.
1: or you may not. They may be just that good. Yeah. I mean
0: Well, I definitely I mean, there's been enough stories, I remember one horrible story, and I do not know personally the people involved or their names. Um, but it was a, a chief mate of a vessel where his girlfriend was belaying him, you know, and, and he was relying on her to ease him down and she didn't palm it and he wasn't clipped in. Whatever happened, he fell the deck and died. Huh? So you, you can imagine the poor young woman, you know, and the poor guy, I mean, he's gone, the family, but it's like. What, what the heck like, like why do you have somebody who no doesn't worries. know what they're doing number no, no one why aren't you clipped in like, like there's no reason not to be clipped in no matter what you do if you're doing something like that where well, you gotta your free, life depends you gotta on
2: a you gotta free road, climb to a spot free climb is one
0: thing I get it but then I mean, you clip in once you need to use two hands you know where you, where you can grab yourself sure fair enough right. I mean you'd be amazed how people can grip when they're <laughs> nervous you know? Wait, we can argue this forever yeah I mean but, uh, but they gotta be trained horrible accident. people have to be trained
1: you know, even if you're trained properly, shit can go wrong,
0: sure. Oh, yes. absolutely. But i, I found shit tends he, to not go wrong as much when people are trained, yes,
1: yes, yes <laughs> just, yes, just as a rule. Uh, the, call, call me old fashioned at, at that point. She said, My training does not go here, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, and like, you know, how else would do that? Should have been double clipped in, in my opinion, but
0: but but yeah. then again, I wasn't there, you know, I don't want to backseat judge too much, but 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 I do be, you know, before we end this interview. Um, not that we have to end because I'm loving your stories and they're getting better and better oh, God, crazy yeah. I, haven't,
1: I want to hear more but before I, I forget restroom. before I forget what? I'll have to use the restroom here before too long
0: oh sure sure um, before I forget though uh, I want to talk about so so we had a young Canadian sailor who was awesome uh, her name was Brittany and uh, she, she was great I remember she was very solid she like she she can do anything she, she made us um a, uh, a fathering mat. It was like, like so in the old days, when, when, um, when you, if you punctured the hull or, or had a seam blown or whatever. fathering? Yeah, you, you would take a sail and wrap it around. Well, she made like a custom made like specific mat for that purpose.
1: I've done that before. You have? I had to do that on my schooner. Oh, man. That sucked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she made this mat and then she, you know, she was at the helm when, when we were in the, um, I was at the Wooden Boat Festival in port townsend there are hundreds of yachts boat yachty boats there i was a brand new captain you know, relatively new and like an idiot they said oh this is the race course follow the race course so i was like okay and we're the only square rigger there like all the other wooden boats are schooners and stuff and it, not that it matters but we were like we look special obviously you know yeah, and i'm gonna gonna try things, and so i'm gonna do this right yeah, you're not gonna yeah, win yeah, yeah gonna, <laughs> but i'm not gonna like hold back against these schooners and so I start going in and I very quickly realize nobody else is following the race course and nobody, none of the other schooners are following me. <laughs> and so uh. I'm like, oh crap. And so there's just dozens, and you know, not dozens, hundreds of little yachtsmen. I'm just like, oh, 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 okay. I hope nobody hits me. Like literally, that's all I could do Was just like, I hope nobody hits me. Here's the horn. You know, I'll try to maneuver. But if I turn too far one way, I'm going to hit somebody else. So what yeah. can you do? So I very quickly got out of the race course as soon as I could uh safely and but but ironically the boat that came closest to hitting me was another schooner and what happened it was coming up on my port quarter and i just remember like it's just one of these things where you just kind of intuitively know if somebody can steer or not or you know so i glanced over and just could tell like this this person at the helm doesn't know Mm -hmm. what they're doing just by the way they were maneuvering the boat and so I told uh, Brittany, who was at, at the helm, uh, she's at the tiller, she's my tiller person, I said... Hard over? Uh, not hard over, I said, I need oh. you, I need you to go probably about a quarter or a half. I, was, I started maneuvering well in advance to get some distance on this, this vessel. And sure enough, this person turned right into me at the last second. Had I not gained those, what, however many feet it was, probably 20 to 40 feet, maybe more, had I not had that distance removed from them, they would have hit me. And then their captain came on and was, oh, what are you doing? You know, turned away, but like... Yeah, they would have hit us had I not gone out. So, Brittany was there. She was solid. And the, and the reason I positive. say this is because she was a solid sailor. That's why yeah. I had her on the tiller in probably the most stressful situation I've been in. Totally. Probably to on the right. I believe in sailing. Yeah. If
1: they're approaching from the right, then or approaching per- from port, your port, port side, port. So then yeah, then let's let's they're a giveaway vessel. Honestly, give at that point,
0: it didn't matter. It, it was yeah. simply they but, were overtaking. Yeah. I was as, a stand on vessel. Obligated I, to. Don't hit me. That's to their obligation. Avoid a collision. Yeah, their obligation is not to hit, right? And and that is that is the actual rules of the road. Like you're the overtaking vessel, you will avoid the stand-on vessel. And I was purposely avoiding them. I was purposely get, getting distance away. And still, but sure, tall ship. And <laughs> but the point of the story, this long right. way away, is that she had an identical twin, and so I'd been waiting to prank you back because you've been pranking me the whole oh, time. Shit. And so you, oh, were, on chief, you were on Chieftain, I was on Lady, and her identical twin came over, I'm like, oh my gosh, she has an identical twin, this is going to be awesome. And okay. so I went in, I told the whole crew, the whole Lady crew was like in on it, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be great, crazy, so, so they all, like, they kind of headed in, but they, we didn't want you to know anything was going up, so it was just me, I think maybe Jim, the chief mate came in and um and everybody else was like listening they were just like watching like, peek at, but they was like oh my gosh and so brittanys tw- <laughs> i think it was britney's twin yeah Brittany's twin came down and she's like ivan you know so, so she was departing that day right said, so, ivan it's you know oh i'm gonna miss you and, and you get up like oh i was gonna miss you too and you give her a <laughs> big hug you're like and you said and thank you for being britney you literally said that and then she started heading up the, the emergency exit on Hawaiian Chieftain and then through the watertight door like as she's leaving the actual Brittany came through and like, are like Ivan I'm gonna miss you she said the same exact thing you're like big hug and you just like looked and you looked at your coffee and like I haven't enough coffee today <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good drink that sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can funny. see your wheels turning, you're just like, none of this makes sense. What just happened? <laughs> well, thank you for being Britney too. <laughs> if I had a twin, I mean yeah, I'm sure everybody's thought about oh, if I had an identical twin, what it would be like. But I, I think I really so first I'm 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 torn. i mean, I'm I'm ambivalent because I think I would hate it because I imagine driving myself insane. with my personality at the same time I could see myself making incredible songs like just bouncing lyrics off of my own brain would be be phenomenal like right. That would be so much fun. I, I think I would just. That, that's the only way we would. I don't my identical is, self would get along. I don't
1: think the world is prepared for two of me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Gee, oh man, <laughs> be, there's, there's you'd be the Kirk, ultimate prankster. Ivan <laughs> and the other Ivan. <laughs>
0: Great. The crazier Ivan. Oh, jeez, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be nuts. <laughs> Yeah, I had a, my brother and, and I, we play, um, we play Axis and Allies online with um, a, a couple, he has two college friends who are twins and it was hilarious because, you know, we'll play Axis versus Allied Powers <clears throat> and um, the twins, when they played against my brother and I, uh, who my brother and I have slight you know we have different brains we got we got different personalities <laughs> and so we we just you know he'll he'll have this long term strategy that's like twelve rounds in we're gonna win this game and I'm like Paul no 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 we need to just strategically bomb it right now you know and so in between you know we we kind of figure it out where like we balance each other out whereas the twins they're just like <laughs> they're like they kept losing and they're just. And the one fellow he described, he's like, Well, it's it's like, Oh my god, you know, I, I described how my brother yeah. and I work together. He's like, Yeah, for me and my brother, like, we have the same brain. So I'll just be like, I've got a great idea And he's like, That's a great idea <laughs> they won't they can't they can't. I'm like action. that with my, my little they can't sister. Change it. <laughs> I
1: have a little sister and we're on the same level. Okay. And yeah, she sees things in a whole different light than I do sometimes.
2: It's good. I mean it, it, it can works be works out good.
1: really well. Yeah. I mean
0: Oh, my goodness. I remember Captain Shiny. Um, Shiny and I you know, talk I mean, totally different you know, brain types. Um, he's definitely much more able to just take in everything. He'll take in a scene and just he'll read every person in the room and he'll read everything that's going on in an instant. Whereas I'm like, whew, I can hyper focus for hours. I got to be like the sniper guy. I'm just oh, five hours where I'll sit there. You know, like I could do that. And, and being captain you have to have both abilities like you have to be able to just look around and assess the situation very quickly and take in everything but you also have to be able to focus like hyper focus on Or you have to focus on do paperwork <laughs> you yeah. know? but you also have to focus on this is the problem I need to you know, get out of this problem and, and so I learned to be more ADD he learned to be more focused but it was funny because when, you know, when he was captain I was mate like, I remember one time they went out, and I was just... Like, I had the day off. And so, I come back, and I was there for the muster. <laughs> and they're
2: like, it was
0: amazing. Oh, my gosh. And we buried the rail. It's on Chieftain. You are know, like, we buried the rail in the wind. and da, da, da. We had everything set. I'm like, you guys did what? Right. You set what? In what right. conditions? And you did what to the rail? Like, I'm never getting a day off again. I refuse to have a day off. <laughs> you know, because... Because I would. I would yeah, hold back. And, oh, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. But, uh, but it was good times. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pushing the... You know, you're allowed to push an envelope or two when you got a good crew. It's, yeah. It's
1: perfectly okay. Yeah. And you know how far to push.
0: you got to figure it
1: out. And sometimes you got to push too far to know where that load is.
0: Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's important. Well, shoot. I mean, there was a... I remember we got a lecture from a... a it was on the Viking ships. And um, it was the Drakken and this one young woman her grandfather came to give us a lecture and he, he was about he was in his 80s and he said what i did when i was a young man so he's like in his late teens early 20s he said i went and interviewed the old timers the 80 year olds when i was right. a kid so already you know do the math that's over 100 years that's 100 over 150 years it's like um probably about 140 years or more maybe even more and he said, basically, I was able to I was able to get information that came passed down basically from Viking age is what he claimed. And there were two, there were several lessons that he had. He had like a, a list of lessons. And, and I apologize to this day. I do not have that list. I don't know exactly what it is. But I do remember two lessons. And one was whatever commands you give, no matter what they are, you always use the same voice. So if the shit it's a fan you have to use the same exact Gear voice up. so so whatever you do it's calmest day in the world you are using that voice that you use in the middle of a gale or a storm or even a hurricane you're using the same exact voice when giving commands that way people don't freak out cuz you're changing your voice right the number 2 thing was you got and you sink your boat and basically just you know deal like deal with the worst case scenarios you can think of in a controlled environment Right, and, and you were actually just just tell me about that. That that's something that you did on what? Which boat?
1: Oh, Sito. We had a little boat we called Scuttle. I think she's like a twenty-four foot, um, uh, Bayliner or something. And we called her Scuttle. We take her out, sink her, bring her back up, sink her, bring her back up. Learned a lot about parbuckling, flipping it over when she's upset on the bottom, mm-hmm. and just pulling by the eye and get just show kite up to the top full of water uh, interesting interesting yeah oh, hydrodynam- hydrodynamics are involved in how you do this uh, CETO, I must we must have raised like 40 boats when I worked for them that year and interesting way to do things
0: yeah well I mean that makes sense right I mean like there's a lot to be said about doing the worst thing you can think of because when when that happens you don't you don't panic i've seen people panic in very benign situations yeah, Panic okay. yeah. literally like everything's
1: under control well
2: i told, well, as I told
1: like, my crew if you see <laughs> me running follow me because <laughs> <laughs> it's just going bad yeah. i got a, i got a lot of experience through Sito in uh, boat handling skills mm-hmm. and you put a boat on the hip you know you you, you do a hip tie yep and then getting her into a marina and then you gotta finagle it around and get her in there slip and like I say, man, we've never landed that smooth. I was like, Yeah, okay, all well, all I can do is lefts. <laughs> you, know, you can't do right when you're on a hip. Okay. You know? Well depending on which hip you're on, but
0: And so did you work on tugboats or barges yeah, and all I that? I did,
1: I worked for uh, Ross Island. For for which? Ross Island.
0: Okay, yeah, Ross, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, couple million pound barges on a on a tug. She was a tug. She had three Detroits in her. She's made out of a landing cap vehicle that they'd split and extended, and then turned her into a tugboat. Carried roughly twenty thousand gallons of diesel for ballast, and that's what fueled the island. Oh wow! So she's basically a rolling bomb. Which island? Ross Island. Ross Island. Okay. Right, right deadness in the middle of Portland. Ah, hence the Ross Island. Tow. Ross Island, right San <laughs> yeah. Ross Island, San Gable, Ross Island. Not too many beers here. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, she, she's a big fuel box with okay. three, three Detroits. And yeah, this is, so all the equipment on the island, all the dredging equipment, everything got fueled off of our boat. To go fuel it, but we'd always keep like ten thousand gallons of diesel in the back to keep her keep her ass down, so we could push barges.
2: Yeah,
0: wow. Did you ever hear about the tug that got purchased, where the person bought it and didn't realize there was thousands of gallons of fuel in it, tens of thousands of gallons of fuel? I think it was in Philly. I, I, I like. I feel like I met the person. I honestly can't remember, but I remember somebody was saying that yeah, they bought this this. It had a, it was a tug. It was a tugboat. And it it had thousands of gallons of diesel fuel. So basically, the fuel itself was worth the value that they paid. So they got a tugboat for that free. Makes,
1: makes total sense. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just
0: like, oh yeah. So so like, and I feel like I, t- I spoke to the person who actually did it. I, I just I, my memory is so bad, I can't remember. But but it was like such a good story. But um, all right, so you worked on tugs. What was your job there?
1: Deckhand and mate. Okay. It was just captain and crew on board, and I was crew.
0: Have you ever seen a hawser You ever seen a hawser snap? You ever heard anything like that happen? To you guys? A couple of them, yeah. So, what was that
1: like, just so folks can know? It happens faster than you think it would. Mm-hmm. What's the size and of these hawsers? Let's start with that. How, how like big? Three to four inch.
0: That's diameter?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, these,
0: they're big. These are very, very big ropes. They're big. And they're very, very the strong.
1: Fact, I had one, yeah. I think it was a. I forget what kind of line it was. It wasn't nylon, but it had been stretched to a point where it heated up, and the captain actually used it as a walking cane because it it all melted and fused together, and he loved <laughs> a five foot thing. And it was um, oh my gosh. Lycran I want to say lycran?
0: Oh my gosh, that's incredible.
1: And it was just stiff as steel.
0: That's incredible.
1: Stiff as steel. <laughs> I've almost had my thumbs taken off a couple times because you land these barges and and you got to make a cleat off but usually it's on chain before it becomes the line and then the whole thing stops on a big pulley system and there's just millions of pounds going on on a cleat. Wow. Which you can stand back and walk them a little bit and you have to adjust them and get them right for these... Uh, gravel shoots to load these gravel barges and
0: that's phenomenal where is this out of? Portland okay Portland gosh yeah a lot of people don't realize uh, Portland is such a big shipping port it's uh, it's, pre- it's pretty incredible if you think about it actually. it is
1: Ross Island Sand and Gravel has been mining on the same island for a long time wow it's the d- deepest depth on the Willamette River I believe at more than 180 feet deep okay It goes deep they just been um, because the Willamette Valley was formed by a glacier, mm-hmm. and it just basically came and just deposited all these glacial aggregates, which are great for mining stuff, right at downtown Portland, and made this <laughs> made this island. And so they've been digging in it for hundreds, a hundred years at least.
0: That's incredible. Even with the modern technology, they they haven't fully exploited that, huh?
1: well they're, they're, they're fully exploiting it oh they are okay, oh, okay. Wow. It's, it's fully exploited <laughs> to, a, to a point where it's almost becoming an environmental issue or okay like you can't do that anymore yeah, yeah. but yeah we ran I mean millions of pounds in the short time I was there oh my god did uh, so some dredging down in the Columbia uh huh where this big uh an excavator with a big ass scoop And it would just, it'd pick the bottom of the Columbia River out and settle on what they called a spud barge. Yeah. They'd dip it out. And then I was, I was the crew of the tugboat and we'd come up, meet up to this thing and it would fill us up. And go out and then out by the shipping channels where it was too deep, we'd go and we'd open up these spud barges. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, 50 million pounds. And they would take these spud barges and you'd go up in the engine room you open it and you click so switch over the whole sponge board open like this and the whole barge would pop up about 15 feet out of the water as oh, so the uh, material being dropped and the tug enough to push it by gps and just it lay a stripe of material on the floor
0: and, and would you drop it like on an ebb tide or something or is it to let it
1: go out to sea it or? doesn't really matter it's more a location more a gps oh, okay, okay. like yeah. we're, we're gonna we're gonna put one stripe in here, we put one stripe in here, we're gonna take more more over here, we're gonna stripe in here. The dredging operations are pretty crazy. Wow. Pretty crazy. But flipping that switch and feeling that whole barge come up, <laughs> like 20 feet. That's so wild. It was, it was like, hang on, here we go.
0: <laughs> um, so, alright, so you're on these barges. now. Are you dropping this stuff off outside of... Because I, I guess they built these, um, in, in the late 1800s, apparently they built jetties to kind of funnel the water so that it would project yeah. the, the silt outward yep. to keep the channel deep. Obviously, yep. it, it makes for more current, it makes for more problems in that sense, but, but you you don't have the shoals, which are, are worse in modern times, obviously. We don't want shoals. The Columbia is
1: notoriously bad for sand shoals. Exactly. And so yeah. where
0: where were you dropping your sand? Was it was it outside of that jetty or or well, east for, of it?
1: For that one is actually just outside of what they think they call T two, Terminal two, which is it right in between Vancouver and Portland. And the, the so I'm, I'm sorry, where's
0: Vancouver? I, I,
1: it's just north of us. Just north. Okay. Okay. So, so, so the uh, Lamit comes down T's into Columbia, and T two is just inside the confluence of the two. Okay like a deep hole there so they could fill that hole a little bit and that helps control matter in yeah. the hole they had it silenced out <laughs> fair enough <laughs> basically we'd be cruising <laughs> the river captain just say now and I'd open that switch and he would drive and lay a yeah. stripe and GPS and his depth sounder he'd figured out we just we laid stripes so yeah. take a little from the shallower spots and put it in the deeper spots and well, it- level the river out
0: yeah, and it is astounding if you think about the coordination between, you know, like you said, the science, the captains, the pilots, the—I mean, all—all all of it. The, right. the, you know, it has to—it has to. It's a dance that works together. So, yeah. but you—you're
1: just like ah, press I, the button. I, I was the deckhand basically, <laughs> deckhand. The one thing I did learn is make sure you free the tug up from the barge before you flip that switch, because otherwise it picks the whole nose of that tugboat up. And that really pisses the captain off. All right. You could spill his coffee. All right. Good to know. (laughs) Because the whole front of his tugboat comes up 15 feet. Good to know. Jeez. (laughs) Tugboats are funny. They're resilient creatures. Used to run Ross Isle and coming up the river to wash the decks. We'd be coming up, you know, light barge. No barge or anything, just tugboat. one spot in there, where depths probably between like 18 and 20 feet. and for maybe a hundred yards. And Captain gun it. He just gun it. And the this is a weird thing where you get like the whole displacement and the, the suction from the ground because of the wing shape of your hole over the ground uh-huh. would actually suck that boat underneath the surface of the water. And so the whole deck would be awash under about a foot of water. So green water. I don't know if you even call it green water all right um, it's it submerging your diving at that point okay and then he, he'd stop and then he'd throw his engines in reverse and, yep. and back himself out of the water and it would wash the decks entirely clean <laughs> of, of your hoses your boots anything you left on deck gone I mean you get much warning on this you get the you get the one spot he's like excuse and gonna go you like Crap! <laughs> you ran out are clearing your lines, <laughs> and if you didn't get him in time, they'd be washed up deck. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because the the whole the whole tugboat would, would dive about four feet underwater, or four feet deeper, I guess you call it.
2: You mm-hmm.
1: know, we had like two foot gunnels, maybe about two feet over that, and the whole thing would just submerge, and you'd get water coming and in your you engine room, and this snap and just pfft, you just back her out.
0: And this was done
1: to keep the crew on their toes <laughs> really and okay wash, and wash the deck okay wash the deck
2: yeah
0: so that's that's, multi- I ne- I that's multitasking I never I had
1: to swap that deck that makes sense it's, it's kind of like,
0: like uh, gosh I mean I, I guess you could drop a nuclear weapon and you, you know you do demolition and a cleanup. up it's, it, it's the same yeah thing. it's basically it's how do multitasking did. it's great
1: well, so that's a great idea when you work <laughs> on a boat I, you know, I did a lot of hookups and fascinating. when you work on a tug usually it's you'll make up to your your toe and then you got like a week this one here in, t- in ross island because we did a lot of short toes is like I got 45 minutes here an hour here this or that mm-hmm. so it was like i'd be down below captain's up there there's just two crew me and the captain okay and you know, the engine's drone on i could go take a nap ah but if i heard a change in those rpms something's up yeah I'm like okay that's my cue to be on deck but if i knew if we were in a spot and it came up real fast Not a good time to be on deck. (laughs) Shut your windows. Crap. We're going under for a minute. Wow. (laughs) Captain Captain Crazy Willie. (laughs) Okay. He's spoken he's a tangled man most of our time. Ross Island. (laughs) That (laughs) was him. Ross Island, KQ905 Bridge. And he's the saltiest, meanest captain you ever know of. <laughs> he was. He he retired from the Navy like fifteen years before he started this job. And he worked this job like another ten years. The guy was like eighty. <laughs> and just mean. He was not having a good day until you were having a bad day. Oh man. And if he can make those decks a wash, <laughs> you better be on your toes
0: that's well you oh, know what Captain Willie there's what something to be said about that keeping yeah, people prick. on their toes what a
1: prick he like said eaters. I'm going to retire and be a Walmart greeter hi
0: no. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> well let's so yeah, see Crazy mm-hmm. Willie and Crazy Ivan on a boat together yeah yeah
1: like, like, uh, I can
0: see that going poorly yeah. <laughs> or, or greatly
1: I don't know there, there's like <laughs> I carried him down to the tugboat once in the snow two feet of snow in Portland never happened and I literally put him on my back and carried him down to the tugboat because <clears throat> it was a long walk from... <laughs> carried him down... Yeah. Oh, man, that guy made my life hell. Oh, that's funny. I almost got fired once for throwing a radio at him.
0: Nope. Crazy Captain Willie. So so is there a but to that story? Like, I mean... Well, you know, he dead. kept He kept you on your toes.
1: He's dead now. Austin, no. Fair enough. <laughs> not, nah, not by your hand. He's kind of a prick. <laughs> one of the most, we used to call him the Dragon Slayer because he ran over one of those dragon boats in Portland. Because they came around a piling and they never flew proper lights on their boats.
0: I'm sorry, what's a dragon boat? I'm, I'm picturing um, like a rowboat, but I know that's they, not. The they case. are a
1: rowboat. They got oh. like the dragon head and like Chinese and there's like a bunch of. Yeah, people, people on like there, paddling. Like, and yeah, paddling. And,
0: he, he directed that?
1: No. Oh. No, he ran over one. <laughs> <laughs> Not by choice. And he saved their lives. So a couple broken arms, I think, was the worst of it. But they came around a bridge piling right in front of his tug full of gravel. And What can you do? There's nothing you do. You can go full reverse. That's all I can do. Three engines, back hard. And the, the barge didn't stop before it hit him, nor did the water come and push them out yet. So he ran them over. And then the water came and pushed them out because he was full back. Yeah. So he's calling the Dragon Slayer, <laughs> but it's their fault because they put like bicycle lights on there. You know, first off, don't don't come out into, just don't come around a bridge piling into a channel. Right. You know, a shipping channel. Right. Of course. And, but they they put lights on the boats where they will put one you know red you know bicycle light.
0: Uh, in I'm sorry. Around. This is at night. Yeah. It's at night and I'm they're out it. rowing yeah. in a in a channel like a real channel where yes. big boats go. All right, folks, and notice the mariners. That's a stupid idea. Don't not, do that.
1: I'm not a hundred percent certain of the particular one. I think they're called Blind Ambition, but everybody in the boat was blind except for the helmsman.
0: Oh dear God, that no redundancy. Okay,
1: folks, but, but they put a bicycle light on there, like a blinking red light, and there's there's a no. nighttime nav light no and yeah that doesn't work it wouldn't have mattered anyway if he saw them he he couldn't so all he could do is throw them out and you know they got their life jackets on everybody lived everything was great (sighs) thank god but they're freaking idiots and i've run this portland spirit up there and they're idiots they no rules of the road when you're rowing a boat right yeah just and then portland's supposed to be this big oh we're all hippies you know everything's good and and, and maritime yeah. law ma, ma, doesn't ma. go I've run the port of the spirit through there. I've run the jet boats through there. I've run tugboats through there. The guys are freaking idiots, especially <laughs> the ones with paddles that think they own the river. And like, yeah. no, this is, this is a.
0: Ma. Yeah, Mother Nature and physics doesn't care about your political affiliation. Really, (laughs) it really doesn't doesn't care. Like none of that crap matters. All of that, I
1: support all of that. There are rules you cannot just. It's great. People going out, they're rowing together,
0: like socially. I think it's wonderful. Physically, it's great. Like, like culture-wise, why not? You know, celebrate the native. uh, Those people that get hit by trains
1: deserve it. (laughs) I just, I mean, come on. It can't stop. Don't pull out in front of it. Yeah. Don't pull out in front of a train. Don't
0: pull out in front of a large vessel. Period. That's that is the dumbest thing you could possibly do. If you think you're in the right of way, you're wrong. 100
1: I've been there so many times running dinner boats and river boats up and down the river, jet boats. Yeah. It's like so many times there's just
0: Well I remember I had a pastor one time and they they told me they said so you know, I was captain and they're like, Are you are you worried about the people that don't know the rules of the road? And I almost said yes. But then I thought about it for a split second before I answered. I said, actually, no. I'm not worried about the people that don't know the rules of the road. I'm worried about the ones that think they know the rules and will get into an accident with you to prove a point. Those are the ones that are the worst because they will. They will literally do stuff that's against the rules of the road, thinking they have the right of way in some convoluted way that they don't understand. And they will hit you on purpose to prove a point. And, it's yeah. like, and, and you're always to blame. There's always a 5% blame that goes to if, anybody
1: in those situations. If you pick up the book and you look at the yeah. very first rule <laughs> of the road, none of these identify <laughs> exactly. you from the rules of the road. Yeah. They're Anything guidelines. you can do to avoid a collision is your responsibility yep. to do. That's not a shall or shalt. It's a, you know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Man. Yeah. Night with a little light, night light. That's a bad idea. Uh, Blind people I mean it's almost a joke except it's not is it
1: I've I've played the other side of that too we used to do blues festival down here we'd have hundreds of boats anchored out on the shore yeah and I used to run little six packs you know a little 24 foot boat it was a Dawson great little boat and I would I'd sail into the Hawthorne Bridge and I'd pop up a spinnaker and I'd sail in between their anchor lines (laughs) I'd do this three times a day the first couple days they're freaked out after that they're like well, this guy's got this yet <laughs> watch this i just sailing my passengers loved it I mean I like, wow. just I work this thing in and out and just work right through their anchor lines. I was the one that set all those anchor lines I know where they're at okay. you know I just show my passengers a great crew we'd get right up next to the uh, Riverside dock and I could drop my spinnaker and wing out my main and drag it on the dock <laughs> <laughs> people like stepping aside walking out like, and my passengers just dug the shit out of that <laughs> like this is fun oh my gosh I mean it's amazing to terrify somebody at like 10 miles an hour
0: yeah no it's true but well, it seems so fast but. well and that's the thing about boats is I try to describe it to people because I was on the Autobahn you know the German Autobahn on a BMW going 265 kilometers so we're going 265 kilometers an hour which is very fast and uh, i was not driving i this crazy german guy was driving but i'm like well if we if we if anything happens we're dead right. and yet i swear to you a boat a sailboat going full speed feels more intense than that it did.
1: does and it it's does. just it's somehow when, when, the wind when you can knock her over and fill half the cockpit with water crazy. but you're cutting through it like. feels more intense it's like, it's just Mother Nature somehow. I got to sailing I don't know what a is. lot. I did a lot of six-packs. Um, just cruising people around. Just, I would sail out of um, well, kind of a, I guess to be southern Portland. And sail her up through the downtown and whatnot. And I, I knew these spots and the bridges and they got some weird particular puffs of wind that happen. And it's like, if I pop my sail right here and hold her tight I'm not going to make no headway for a minute. And all of a sudden I get this bridge and and I could just lay this boat over on her side. <laughs> just just because of the way the wind whips around the buildings. Mm-hmm. And just everybody excited. You know, like, hang on for a second. Like, whoa, okay, whatever. And all of a sudden, the whole boat leans over. And it flips their world. Like, crap. I used to be able to sail <laughs> out of the, under the Hawthorne Bridge. I could get her on a beam reach. You know, maybe almost a 35 degree angle on my mast with the bridge right above me. Like if she straightens up, I'll hit her. Oh! And I could seal that bridge the whole way and just cut it, just like cake. Just, <laughs> and just keep that thing floating where if she stood up, she'd hit the bridge and just cut it. And my passenger would be like freaked out. People would be looking up on the bridge up and they're looking down under the bridge at the boat. You know, just like, whoa! And just cut it and just right around the pillars. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do not mm-hmm. try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, worst case scenario, I'll hit a bridge. And, oh, yeah, that's never. Which I never did.
0: I've never done that as captain, thank God. But uh, damn
1: near creamed a bridge once. Yeah. <laughs> I was by
0: myself. Oh, it's it's all it, well, luckily one of my first experiences was hitting a bridge as a deckhand. you know. And just watching his captain hit a bridge where it's like, what? Is this normal? Okay, I guess it, <laughs> like, I didn't know. <laughs> But ever since then, even going under the Golden Gate Bridge, like ginormous bridges where I 100% know we're going to clear it, there's always a small little part of my stomach and heart that is just like, are we? It's just, there's always this question, like, real? it's only 400 feet. <laughs> it's like, I know it's irrational. It's 100% silly, but I'm still like, God, I, 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 like, double check that height. <laughs> I basically
1: cut my teeth sailing in Dunham Portland. Yeah. And the very known bridge heights, you can call the bridge to so oh, yes, tell right you on, this on. is this. Yeah. So it's like if if I cut this wind right, I can I can under, even being taller than the bridge. <laughs> Apparently, people love this almost as much as like stopping and raising the bridge and stopping traffic. That makes people feel very entitled. Wow! Yeah, so the different brothers like okay, we, we, I, the wind's not right. I can't cut this one. But there's been plenty where I can get under. It's like, okay, we're going to cut way over this way. Then we're going to tack over. We're going to lean over and we'll cut right under that oh bridge.
0: I never thought of that, that people feel touch. Into- I always felt bad opening the bridges and stopping traffic. Like, yeah. e- even though I know we're on a tall ship no. and people are like, that's cool. I did that
1: for my brother's birthday. He's like, he's thrilled. He's like, see all that traffic? <laughs> that's yours. <laughs> wow. It's like I stopped them all. I, mean, I, you open this I bridge, always you
0: know. feel bad. Just so um, folks know,
1: for the record, I feel bad. By by, by local law, the nautical um, traffic has right away. Obviously, it has to. They, they were there first. Yeah. And so. Yeah.
0: No. And we just can't stop. I mean, like you said, with the with the tug and the barge. Good luck. How, how are you going to stop a tug and barge? How are you going to uh, stop? You well, can't.
1: They don't really stop. No, the big boats, they stop. There's all there. kinds of videos on how that can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, look that up on your own time, folks. There there are some
0: some bad videos out there about maritime disasters and uh, hitting bridges. Holy no, crap! No, but there's a
1: whole lot about skipping them. Yeah. You know,
0: well, the crazy part is, it's and so much of it, you know, kind of like maritime, it, a lot of it's avoidable. You know, but at the same time, you have to push the envelope to. Get your skills up. So it's this weird dichotomy.
1: It is. it is. It really becomes a lot on fixed bridges, which they recently did in Portland. Oh, I don't know, like five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago, they built that new Max Bridge across there, which is a fixed span. They can't lift it. Okay. So they. they How
0: high is One hundred thirty-five. It's got to be at least I, one. I right? don't
1: know the. I don't know the exact value. Okay. But I. I believe it's sort of like eighty. Eighty? Yes. On a so, fixed bridge. So, so they've cut the it's it's east of Portland. Cut the whole upper river off from any kind of tall ship or anything coming up. Okay. Okay, good well, to so know. The draft was done all that great anyway up there. Mm-hmm. Swirls, but I mean it was done. Back when uh Hawaiian Chieftain and Lady used to do their battle sales, so it's right where it's at. But there's a eighty okay. foot span across there now where you can't do that anymore. Oh
0: damn, that's too bad yeah people for, tried fighting it
1: there were a couple bigger sailboat owners upriver that tried fighting it but
0: no i, I get um, it but I they mean, lost. if you don't have major shipping
1: like, it's not a major shipping yeah I mean, really at some even.
0: point it's like well you know you're gonna argue right. for a couple sailboats it ain't worth it yeah I, I, get, I get that perspective at the same time damn it
1: it was well, <laughs> well the part was is they they did that at the same time they were burring tunnels underneath the river for sewage it's like, they couldn't burrow a tunnel underneath for a max and they built a bridge. That they blocked the river in two different ways. Interesting. But, Very interesting. But just about Portland, like I so said, Portland, Portland has been shutting down boating ever since it happened. It used to be a major shipping port. Right. But if you're out there living on your boat, all that, you can no longer get fuel in the river. You can no longer pump sewage off your boat in the river. There is no harbor. There is no moorage. There is no accessibility. It's no longer a boating port.
2: Okay, so regulations, it, is for,
1: it is for kayaks. So regulations have caught up to. Well,
2: well they destroyed any, it. Is,
1: any kind of boating, really. Really? They've they destroyed it. They've taken out all even the marinas. It, even all the industrial. F- no. Okay. I mean boating. Hmm. They've taken out. All the marinas, all the fuel docks, all the pump out stations, they built kayak launches for hippies. That's it. Which I know, is that entirely bad? I don't know, but it is navigable. What we see used to be, but if, if, if you're in downtown probably you need gas, or you need to pump out your tanks, or you need an overnight moorage. it's not available. So
0: what do boaters, what do boaters, oh my God, I'm drinking too many beers. What do boaters do?
1: Uh, don't come to Portland.
0: Wow, you bypass it, or you just don't even freaking go up the you river. You can't even anymore? bypass
1: it. There's nothing river. Interesting. It, you know, unless you're gonna pull your boat out on a ramp. Ramps are half the ramps are still available. But if you need gas in your boat, you can gonna get it. If you need to pump your boat out and pump your sewage out, you know, correctly by law, yeah. you, you can't do it.
0: Now, what, what? I mean, how, do, how does that work, you know, with Portland? Well, I, I don't know how much you know about the economy or, or the industry there, but, but, like, what percentage? I mean, like, like how, is that affecting the vitality of the, the city? I mean, money has to come um, from somewhere.
1: There was, a, there was a thing for a while saying if you're going to have a kayak on the river, you would have to um, register, pay for tags, and get money. But they don't want to do that because they have motors on their boats by law or whatever. However, they've changed everything over to where you can only kayak in these spots. You can't bring a powerboat in. You can't. They've taken out all the fuel docks and all those things that they gain their revenue and taxes on. Mm. So I think they're going for a greener thing, which you know I'm not entirely against. On the other hand, they've also taken out an entire... Calling it Portland's kind of ridiculous because there's yeah. no fucking port here. You, can, well. you can't do it. I used to... I, I came into Port Townsend once on a boat, tied up to one of their mooring buoys. <laughs> they sent a dink out for me. Hmm. And like, this is beautiful. There's chandeliers, showers, you know, laundry facilities, this and that. Portland, no fucking way. Wow. Portland, you pull your boat in here, they'll tell you to turn around get the fuck out. <laughs> That's basically it. The sheriff will pull up and say, you know what? Turn your boat around and get the fuck out.
0: So, okay. And it's sheriff from land, obviously, not from water. Well, Yeah.
1: They don't have water sheriffs. Interesting. In County. Well, and I could go into that for days. <laughs> it's not ready <hard laughs> to go. I lived on my schooner here. I lived on a hook. Yeah. That was it. Because I did not have a marina big enough to fit my boat. Okay. I had a, a seventy-foot schooner, lived on a hook, and that's that's how I lived.
2: Damn, I, and that I, was
1: outside Portland. That was like right in the middle of Portland.
0: Middle of Portland. Yeah. You're on a seventy-foot schooner.
1: Yeah. That you owned. Yeah.
0: Holy, holy hell!
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Two heads, thirteen-foot ceiling you know, fourteen beds on board. Where is I mean, said
0: boat? I want to buy it right now. And, <laughs> if well, I, I had money,
1: <laughs> I actually wound up going to work on the chieftain all that, and they got pirated. They beat it up, and Wait. the sheriff's offered me an opportunity to get rid of it. Whoa, 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 without
0: what? it got pirated? What do you mean, tweakers? Wait, what?
1: Tweakers came, pulled all my oh, copper out, you gotta be ripped everything off. Fucking. A. That was one of my last runs on the on the chieftain. I had this schooner up here anchored, a buddy watching it, and yeah. Well, he failed, clearly, or she, I don't know. Well, it became a situation where I was living on my boat, and I was perfectly happy. They called me homeless on a boat.
0: Yeah, it says pretty standard Richardson I, I, I Bay, Homeless San Francisco.
1: on a boat. Yeah. Right. When I started, there were six different boats doing this. Homeless people on boat. All right after two years there were 73 and oh, then 148 okay and it became a anybody can buy whatever boat and these guys would just go over tweak trash docks fuck stuff up and pump the sewage in the water piss over the sides just <sighs> ru- right. ruined it
0: yeah and that's that's why regulation comes
1: in because people I was, abuse I was the mothership I was the biggest them. one yeah and they became now I'm their target
0: alright ladies and gentlemen just so you know if you got a really good thing going on don't abuse it (laughs) like there's very little freedom left in the fucking world why would you abuse it and exploit it so that nobody else can have freedom like regulation will always come in like that is god so selfish that's horribly selfish of them I hate that I it's
1: gonna get built and do that that thing was a challenge, and it was stem to stern, and then back, stern stem to stem, and stem to stern, and back. Sounds and like form. a beautiful boat, though seventy footer. Th- yeah.
0: like, fucking. It sounds great.
1: I remember riding bicycles around on deck. I mean, it was
0: shoot on big. a seventy footer. was big.
1: <laughs> She's was, she was big. <laughs> were, were they like little like circus bicycles?
0: Like <laughs> no,
1: no. It had a is six by six uh, cargo hatch. Holy crap. On ceiling, it's like five feet higher than this. It's just huge. I had a Victorian parlor stove in there. So what happened to the boat? I ended up giving it to the sheriffs. What'd they do with it? She scrapped it. Fuck.
0: God <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, dang
1: it. <laughs> well, it became, I was well, single at the time, not a single dad. And I was working on the Hawaiian Chieftain, the Lady Washington, so I was never there. So someone watching watching her and then just people just pilfering or just climbing on board and using her like a public dock uh, and you're like look if this thing sinks it's going to cost you a quarter million you know get her off the bottom you know we're going to sue you but or you can just sign this paper and we'll take her we got we have a reclamation program this will be free for you to get rid of this boat and at the time I, I had to take it yeah no, I, I, I didn't have a choice I was like I couldn't be that fiscally responsible for everything and I, I, I wasn't on board they'd already ripped off all my solar panels pulled all the copper out like okay you know what it's she's a floating hole it's gonna sink and I'm gonna be responsible for it so I had to give her up
0: yeah. wow yeah those tweakers those victims those poor victims <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. destroy everything for everybody oh, Freaking we, Freaking we, we, we are so sensitive to those tweakers oh my god uh, oh, fuck.
1: that's the of <laughs> subject
0: yeah but, seriously
1: Oh, I, know, I think right. that's like five beers down the road her name water. was Bell Della <laughs> Bell Della I love that of course one. he dated that one <laughs> love that fucking
0: boat <laughs> oh the boat
2: okay Bell
1: no her name is Bell Della yeah her? she made five trips around the pacific I got her. Oh my god. And I got her dismasted, downrigged, and was building a rig on her when everything went fucking haywire in the rest of my life. And I had to leave her for a bit, and I should have never done that. Uh, that's all right. But on the other hand, I was in Portland. They did not have a big enough slip for her. And she's 60 foot on deck, she's like 78 overall. And just no good slips for her. Of course, they won't take a boat unless Ted years young and, and doesn't have like, you know, $3 million insurance on it. And so I lived on a hook for like three great years. <laughs> yeah, it
0: wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. So what, well, what was life like on the hook? I mean, that's something that most people have never experienced. Oh, uh,
1: boy, that's... Because
0: like, like, it evolved. Obviously it evolved. Like you, you said you started this, right? I mean, this was like, you were the big boat out there.
1: I was. And I then was. It, it expanded there, while you were there. there. There were a couple of guys out there living on hooks. A
0: couple. That's two. A I mean, couple, like there a weren't couple. that many. Right. So, so and, what, was, what was the culture like? like and, and, the, and I get it. It, it evolved in li- the end. We yeah, know what li- the end result was. Living on a
1: hook was not so bad with, with guys that were doing it at the time. Right, like they, they had jobs they had stuff and this is what we do and boom like I'm not paying for a marina I don't need one and we lived on solar power and generators so we put you know we <laughs> we dinked our fucking gas and our fresh water and our garbage back and forth and it's okay. what we did and it was a beautiful lifestyle so you, you were literally
0: rowing all of those things back and forth yeah, right? yeah your, your garbage dogs, your kids your, your garbage your
1: water your fuel okay you know So it took a lot of effort, obviously. I finally got mine set up with all solar, so I wasn't running fuel. I would run a generator very little. Yeah. And, yeah, then everybody else kind of got in here was like, oh, well, I can get this boat and just float out here. And they just load up the public docks and they'd like plant themselves on the dock and just start garbaging it, you know? And just kind of ruined it for everybody. What do you mean garbaging it? What does that mean? well, they were just fucking filthiest. I don't know how else to fucking say it
0: well I mean uh, like like the process describe the actual like, so so you, the, somebody would Martin get a boat a homeless guy they, they knew nothing they got, They had like some Delarec you know direct De- right. uh, boat that, uncle
1: gives them a free boat they parked it on a dock and said they're gonna live there and that's where they live on the dock not even anchored out not even no. moored on no. the, no. the freaking dock right literally all the public docks everything Okay, Just so loaded, that is literally, loaded, loaded, I've got a, a boat
0: that's a bunkhouse on a dock. I mean, that's, right. that's wow, that's, that's right. beyond Richardson Bay. That's,
1: right. that's crazy. Okay. On top of Portland being so against any kind of pump-outs or anything like that, there's nothing to do with their sewage. They can't do it if they wanted to. Yeah. So what, what do you do? Well, I mean, what do you do? Right. Well, oh, you pump it in the water obviously my boat I, I had a septic system we called it a shit shocker <laughs> it was a really electric violent saltwater electrical situation that treated all the sewage that made it actually cleaner than the water it was pumping into okay as Portland is pumping their sewage into the water really <laughs>
0: yeah the city of Portland yeah oh, all the time that,
1: oh, shit. Well, there's like No pun intended. We, folks, weekly. But, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: weekly.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. Weekly. They're pumping stuff in.
0: Ah, that's. Uh, anchoring
1: in the areas. Awkward. Okay. <laughs> Having the sheriffs come in and yell at me that I can't anchor up here. Yeah. Because it's not navigable by sea. <laughs> so they. <laughs> I said, no, fuck you. Call the Coast Guard. Coast Guard comes driving in to try and tell the sheriffs how I'm actually navigable by sea. Right. <laughs> like, all right. But they're figuring I'm just regular hobo boater, not a license master and, yeah, see, you know, licensed master. Yeah. Licensed Coast Guard. Like, hi, guys. Yeah, I'm, you know what you're doing. <laughs> these guys are trying to tell me I can't park here because I'm not navigable by sea. So I, I apply the Portland rules like I'm in a lake. Like, no. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, but, and it just became so much a battle. I'm just tired of it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Back I'll go get me a box in the dirt, <laughs> like everybody else. But but obviously, not everybody else did that. I mean, you had other people showing up. You had the the people that I believe were they're fighting by out. the rules. The the law. The time was you had to you could drop a hook. And you could stay for two weeks and then you had to move. That that was the navigable law of the river since like eighteen fifty. That's okay. You can stay for two. Never really specified how far you gotta move your hook. Of course. So (laughs) (laughs) So they started saying, Okay, you can stay here for two weeks and then you gotta move fifteen miles away. And you can drop your... And you can't come back for another year to drop your hook for two weeks. Okay. Which kind of defeated the whole purpose of fucking boating. Uh, I don't know. I I went through those guys back and forth. and It it was not my battle. Like, you know what? No.
0: That's so hard. I mean, I don't know. What do you you say? Like, Like, you got a law from 150 or plus years ago where there's nobody here very few humans right and you know and then how do you make those regulations match to a time when everybody realizes all of a sudden well I made the mistake of also
1: parking like right downtown Portland so I got all the rich yeah. people in West Hills looking down on me with their right. telescopes and shit and, well they should embrace that man we're all sitting on deck chicken martinis sail it. out with a projector watching yeah. movies <laughs> and, you know drinking like, <laughs> <you know, laughs> beers and having fun and they're like oh fuck let's get to with fun
0: salsalito man they embraced the dichotomy I found it was great salsalito but alright well, cool well I feel like we should wrap up this interview because uh, I'm digressing as we all are but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know me. is there anything any last things you want to say about tall ships about boats about
1: about anything
2: oh god <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, what a broad subject that would be.
2: Ah, uh, tell
1: me about it. Yeah, i nothing fire finer than sitting at a tiller and sailing along. And I'm probably going to get myself a little tiny sailboat and like put on a lake out here. You know, no oceans, no nothing. And I'm just going to have a good time just putting around the lake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick her in the mud. I don't know if you've ever really lived until you've cartwheeled a catamaran. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those little fuckers are fun. You never get away from the crew. I mean, the crew and that camaraderie that you you build, you'll never, ever get to re-experience that. I mean, pss, tall ship sailing and tall ship crews, you can get up such a broad mix, but there's no other spectrum where you will ever experience that broad mix again. At least in my experiences. Maybe, maybe take up mountain climbing or something, but so many fucking cool people. Yeah. And I, I wish I had a better memory of my experiences and stuff, which I'm very bad at that because I'm old now. But, goddamn tall ship sailing was one of the finest things I've ever done in my life all right crazy Ivan thank you
0: freaking it's been a great time it was a great time sailing across from you and doing battle sails and wonderful time all right folks well we're wrapping up this interview thank you so much for listening (laughs) hope you enjoyed two uh, moderately buzzed uh, old shipmates uh, sharing stories uh yeah, check out your local tall ship. My goodness, get out of there, try it. Just support them in any way you can. Grace Harbor, yes. seriously, Grace Harbor, West. If you're on West Coast, you better freaking be supporting. Lambie and Grace Harbor. If you're not, you're not. We'll come see you, and uh, it'll change your life. Yeah, no, it, it's wonderful, absolutely. So check out your local tall ship. Check out your local maritime museum. Check out your local yacht club. Uh, buy my kids' books if you get a chance. Call the greatest captain in the world. <laughs> Uh, Ivan's little boy loves it, it so great. there, th- there you go you got like two endorsements right there check it out please love it. buy my book at Uh, uh and also you know, support us on Patreon if you get a chance anyway folks that's all I got wishing you a fair winds and a following sea